0: This is Golf with Jay Delsing.
1: Welcome into Golf with Jay Delsing. We are coming to you from Showme's in St. Charles with Jay Delsing. I'm Dan McLaughlin. We're coming to you also from the CarShield Studios. We just happen to be on remote, and we're brought to you by Doherty Business Solutions. Our guests coming up, one Jeremy Rutherford, the beat writer from the Athletic that covers the St. Louis Blues, and then also it's a unique league that's based out of St. Louis. Looking forward to visiting with Matt Minder, who is the founder of this particular league, a golf league, the amateur players tour of St. Louis. And, uh, it goes nationwide. Jay, great to be with you on what is a very special Sunday. Going to get into that in just a moment, but coming to you from show me's, we take the show on the road, baby. I
2: know. I know. It's fantastic to be with you, Danny, a Sunday. uh, Um, uh, this, it's just terrific out here. Matt Minder and the AP, uh, uh, APT the uh, Amateur Players Tour has just done a fantastic job, and who doesn't want to listen to JR? I mean, one of the great guys in sports, and, and um, I know he's written a couple books, and just it's going to be really fun. I can't wait to hear what he's got going on.
1: So we'll visit with Matt Minder in hour number one. Jeremy Rutherford coming up in hour number two. It's it's interesting when we talk to JR. One of the things I want to ask him about is just the parallels between the sports yeah. golf and hockey because yeah. summertime. A lot of times golfers are out in the summer, we know that, but so are the hockey players because their season is over, so they gravitate towards something to be competitive in, and it just happens to be golf. Absolutely, and Danny, when you
2: emceed the shootout at the Ascension Charity Classic this past September, Robert Thomas was there. Got a good golf swing. The Chiefs, got for a big man, the Chiefs yep. can really hit the ball. He's got a great set of hands. And the the hockey players, besides being really cool, fun humans, Danny, their hand eye coordination ridiculous. I mean, they're have, doing it on ice. Come have, on, have man. you been
1: around more fun guys than no. hockey players? No, no. You played a lot with Brett. Yep. Probably Bernie. Yep. Absolutely, Chris Pronger maybe a little with bit. Prongs. Yep, absolutely. Keith Kachuk. Yep, these guys are a riot, man. Great people. I mean, I, the, the great
2: one I got to see him play some golf. I I played a couple of rounds of golf with Marty McSorley. Just a, a bunch of different Mike Madonna, a bunch of different guys. Because when you go to these different cities, D, they're you know these guys are playing in the pro yeah. and they're, they're you know I've I've played with a couple of guys up in Vancouver who at the time. I wasn't familiar with that they played for the canucks and they're just the best they're just the best guys i mean they're they're down to earth they're playing a little golf they're drinking a little beer and it's just fantastic
1: and they want to play with the golfers so you had yeah. an in with all these guys because they crazy. want to be with the pro golfers i you know, know that. how did
2: we get that lucky man very cool it is very cool
1: yeah. so the other guest that we're going to have is matt Minder. now yeah. this is called the amateur players tour He is the founder. It's based out of St. Louis. There's a lot of things I want to get into with Matt, like, oh, I don't know, what the hell is this?
2: exactly. (laughs) I know a little bit about this, D. This is going to be so up your wheelhouse. It's gonna be right up your alley. These guys play, he basically is going to have, I'm not even sure how many events he's gonna have in the St. Louis area. But St. Louis is the largest chapter. I think they have over 40 chapters around the country and they run events. They run events, they pay out prize money. Obviously, not, you know, they stay within the USGA rules and confines and keep all the amateur status. Yeah, right. But I mean, it's cool. You got to get in. and, And one of the things that I'm interested in asking him is that. How do they pay? Like I, I mean, I know they're not peeling off hundred dollar bills. So it'll they be, can't. It'll be if you're going to be an
1: amateur status tag yeah.
2: tour, yeah. you can't
1: pay them like that. Yeah,
2: you can. You get, I think you get up to. I think now D you can get up to a thousand dollars without losing your status. And so I'm, I'm sure that they you know max that out. And so it's it's really sweet.
1: As we like to do all the time is go through news and notes around the PGA Tour, really just the world of golf. And again, if you're just joining us, we're at Show Me's in St. Charles. 2795 Veterans Memorial Parkway. Now, this will open up to the general public at 11 this morning. All the NFL games will be on. The Sunday NFL ticket, they have that. The cool thing that they have here at Show Me's is a happy hour all day long. So doors open 11. They close at midnight. Happy hour all day long if you want to play uh, Golden Tee, if you want to play darts. But also, they have... NFL football. If you want to play something else too, sounds like Sunday Fun Day to me, <laughs> D. I love it. It
2: sounds like fun. I got to give a shout out to our boy Scott Ginger.
1: Ginge. So let's set this on, up. Come on, man. You, this you're playing is so golf this, cool. This last week with a couple of buddies from Anheuser Busch, also our buddy Justin Boyd. Yep. And uh, Scott Ginger knocks one in, hole in one, his first ever. Right, Danny.
2: We're on number seven. Jay Boyd's in the cart with me, Kyle and, and Ginger right in, and, and, and I get up and hit first, and I hit a shot that's pretty much at the flag, and I go, oh, that's kind of interesting as it's coming down. That's got the look. And it comes up about six or eight feet short of the flag, but it's right on line. Yeah. Kyle gets up next and hits this shot, and it's right at the flag, and I'm like, whoa. What's going on with these guys? That's kind of got the look, too. And Denny, his first hop, we're like, oh, we all kind of – Gave a little body English like it was that close to going in. Ginge stands up with a seven iron and hits this little fade and I'm like, oh man, that looks really good. It lands left of the hole and starts trickling. You know how severe that green is left to right? And it's trickling and trickling, so D. This ball goes in the hole. He jumps up. I'm holding my seven iron like this, with with the with the head of the iron near my hands. I throw it up in the air. It hits me in the chin. <laughs> my golf club is like 25 yards away. There's clubs flying all over the place. <laughs> Cece, our our golf cart person at, at Norwood, who's just an absolute doll, She's a sweetheart, yeah. is there, and all of a sudden, everybody's got a drink. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It, 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 we are jumping around and. It was, it was one of the things about golf that makes it so special. Because I'm like, what is that moment like, and what's that memory like? And, and that's was, his first ever, right? First ever. Yeah. And
1: he's played countless the, rounds dude, of golf. Love,
2: first of all, he's a great. Both all three of these guys are yep. great humans, and we we missed you because you had some other obligations. But that would have been our fivesome, and all just. It just makes the the day so memorable and so special. And we talked. I mean, we were out of breath for fifteen minutes, it's man, great. jumping around and like trying to find our clubs or clubs the You sent me video. Did
1: you shoot that video? Who shot the video? Kyle. Okay, shot he that did. Video. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. And I, I should uh, bring this up. You have in your career how many holes in one?
2: I got a, I got twenty.
1: You got twenty. I did. And, and you're yeah. not joking. Tell the no. audience you literally have twenty. Holes in one. I played a lot though. I, mean, I know I got you played a lot. Wait, lot. A lot when, well, when you get to fifty-first in the world, you
2: better yeah. make some holes pl- in one. I played, yeah, and I made, I made some
1: holes in one, yeah. So um, with every club, with the exception of I, my driver and
2: my uh putter. one iron, yeah, and putter. putter, in putter, yeah,
1: yeah. But I, you know what, I could take away the putter if you were playing putt-putt. Yeah, you probably had some holes I'll in snuff one there. one in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Wasn't, you know, yeah. Sanctioned. No. But so right. what?
2: We'd have counted it. If you did give me an opportunity, it.
1: I'd count it. Right yeah. through the hippo's mouth. Get oh, yeah. his twenty first <laughs> <laughs> all at one. The hippo's
2: <laughs> mouth is right.
1: Oh man. All right, some news and notes. Rory McElroy, I don't think this is a surprise to anybody, oh, but no. he resigned as yep. a player director on the tours policy board. He's been frustrated with LIV and how it's been handled by the PGA Tour. This is really no surprise to anybody.
2: No, Danny, and and we saw it take its toll on on Rory especially at the Masters. I mean, we talked about this and talked about this. He came in hot. His game was great. He did he wasn't even in, it, it, there was just way too much distraction for him um, both personally and professionally, you know. Sure. He turned in he started having this in my opinion not necessary feud with Greg Norman. I mean, let Greg do. Why waste that energy on that sort of stuff? And so I think it's a good thing. We've got Tiger Woods up there now. Um, Rory, I think it took a lot out of him, Danny, and I think it cost him.
1: Well, he's still trying to win the Masters, still old for his last nine, and then get get the career grand slam. And, you know, he can sit there and say, I need to focus more on my game. i got a young family. I want to be with them. But the, to me, the bottom line is he was pissed off. He, well, there's he, no doubt. He, he was the face of the PGA Tour and is the face in many ways of the PGA Tour and really wasn't consulted on what was happening with Liv. Got blindsided by it like everybody else, but everybody else isn't him. And he was the guy that was at the forefront of taking them on publicly and saying this is not right for the game. No
2: doubt. Danny, spot on. Everything you said, it's absolutely perfect. When that announcement came out in June, there was no one hurt more than Rory McIlroy. No one. I don't give a damn how this whole thing shakes out. He was taking taking them for the team, and when when Jay Monahan came out and announced that there was a possibility, this merger, uh, he had to feel blindsided and just sacrificial lambed out there.
1: So you mentioned it. Tiger Woods is now part of the policy board. I'd love to be a fly on the wall to listen to what he has to say coming in, because he will have everybody's Attention, including Jay Monahan, and this decision for Tiger to do this may save his his bacon.
2: It could, it could. I'm not sure it's. I'm not sure it will, but it could. And you know what's interesting, D, is that Tiger is not this rah rah. He's not. He's when you play with him, and he's got a needle and and all that, and that's really fun. But he's this live got his attention like no other because it jeopardizes all the things that he holds dear and what he does not hold dear is money. What he holds dear is PGA Tour records, the history of the game, the well-being of the game, and where it's going. And live threatens all of that.
1: Yeah, I, I wonder what Tiger's going to say, though, immediately. What do you think he his first address to, and I'm sure he's already talked privately with yep. Jay Monahan and and the the power brokers of the PGA yep. Tour, but publicly, what is he first going to say about this? I, I want to hear what he has to say. I want to hear what his ideas are. I want to hear if he feels that this is something that's feasible for these two entities to come together. Right. All of that, I want to ask him about, or at least hear about.
2: I'll be surprised D, if he gets too much in the weeds. The guy's so super private um, from a personal level, but th- this sort of stuff, you know, he doesn't really divulge too much when to the media. Period. You know what I mean? Oh, he, yeah. he just He keeps things so close to the vest, but the fact that he's in those conversations that's that's the important thing
1: i'm sure you saw this once it does reach an agreement with saudi arabia's public investment fund u.s based in, uh, investment partners or perhaps both the pga tour will offer its members direct ownership in the newly formed corporation that, I don't, that really I don't caught know, my attention. And
2: I don't know what that means exactly. So, Because, D, I'm a life member of the PGA Tour. Uh,
3: you're I've going got, right where I thought where, you were going to go. Where
2: the hell, did what does that mean? Are you going to try to put some sort of evaluation on this? And then are you going to go back to anybody? Pick a guy. Um, it's interesting because he just reached out to me. Al Guyberger. Okay. The first guy to ever shoot break 60. Mr. 59, Al Geiberg, I don't know, 10 or 12 tournaments. Is, is, is he going to get a slice of the tour? Is it, how is this going to work?
1: Yeah. I, I, mean, I don't get it either. I, mine's
2: going to be worth a couple, like 23 cents. But,
1: but, but are the players then owners of the PGA Tour?
2: They have they, Danny, this is interesting. you understand what I'm saying? Of course. Yeah. They've told us this was our tour. This was your tour. We work for you. I'm like, I said to Tim Fincher one time, I was pissed. I was on the player advisory council, and I was pissed. And I said, when are you coming to pick me up in my jet? What, you said that to him? Yeah. I said, if this is my tour, you're flying around in our jet. When do I get to ride on that w-
1: What was his response? Walked away. I bet uh, the other players are probably high-fiving you. Oh,
2: yeah. They're like, dude, I mean, listen, you know the old saying, don't— down my leg and tell me it's raining. Just tell me what's going on. Sure. And and I I mean I'm not that naive. I understand I'm not flying around on the PGA Tour jet. But if you're gonna sit here (laughs) in all of our damn meetings, Danny, and tell me that this is my that we work for you, we hang on a minute, man. I I mean You know, again, I was no star in the PGA Tour, and I have no disillusionment about my position there. But I loved it. I love the game. I'm still trying to be involved in it and do what's right for the, for, the, for the game. What's going on here? What does all of this mean? Because I don't understand it.
1: I don't know if you saw this. Liv is allowing now trades in midseason of yeah. individuals in their teams and the the extend the contracts to golfers in the final year of their deals. How about that? So here we go again with the guys that committed there. Now they're going to get an extension. What what does that money look like?
2: D it's so murky. Yep. Wait a minute, trading in the middle of the year. What did I? What? I read that. I almost had to read that twice, Danny, because I was like, what are they doing again? It's it just seems so confusing. And did you read about the relegation? Oh yeah. So they're lopping off those guys. They're having this qualifier, you know, for two hundred thousand dollars, and I'm like. Well, what do those guys earn if they get through? They didn't mention any of that. Let's say say I go over there and I win their qualifier. So now I get to play live for a year. How many millions of dollars do I get
1: guaranteed? That's right. And what does that mean in terms of contract? What's it mean guaranteed, like you said? Because the other guys that made this jump got guaranteed money and then the opportunity to win these enormous purses. Right. So that's one of the big differential aspects of this of what they do considered to the pga tour to what you look at now with live
2: right and so where where's the answer danny i don't i'm a sagat i'm not i am a i am not i do not know the answer to that yeah. what is it what are you going to do why is that not mentioned like where's the transparency here I don't get it. It just, it's still, the whole thing just pisses me off.
1: A 22-year-old is the sixth player from South Korea to earn the this? LPGA Rookie of the Year. By the way, they started awarding this in 2015. Six now from South Korea are the winners of the LPGA's Rookie of the Year. Yeah, this That's amazing three,
2: to this me. this is a hell of a player. She's had a great rookie year. Just, folks, just go watch her. Pull her up on YouTube. It's It's pure. They just
1: hit the ball so pure. But the the way that they're, you, you've mentioned it to me before, technically sound. Yeah. And maybe yep. it's just how they're groomed when they're little girls, yep. you know, three, four, and five, get a club in their hands. And it's, I, I think it was put to me that it's state-run golf. Yep. You Julie
2: Inkster told us, remember, yeah. she said the government's involved and they have these academies. Homeschooled caddies. Yep. It's a, it's Teachers an entire, are going with them. Yeah, it's a all-encompassing program, right? It's amazing. I mean, it's, it is amazing.
1: I don't know if I'd want to be a player in that, though. I wouldn't. But if you don't know any different about being a kid, what do you care?
2: When we were kids, it was like I put my golf clubs away. I exactly. want to play basketball.
1: Has this right. been too warm for you? you ready to put the clubs away? I know. I mean, we're still playing. <laughs> it's awesome. It's
2: crazy. Where do we live? It's like the, 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 this last week... We had one of the, the prettiest fall days ever. It's and amazing. the golf course was in spectacular shape. Just you were
1: great. out in Norwood on Wednesday. Yep. It That's what the whole beautiful. one was. It yeah. was just beautiful. Uh, the Charles Schwab Cup championship last weekend. The PGA Tour champions, we got ourselves a winner, don't we, Stephen Alker? Yeah. Wow, what is he, Danny? I played he with him early, Erlker. and then didn't win forever.
2: It I know. Like, and this guy, I played with this guy. He's a New Zealander, and I played with him when he was trying to play on the PGA Tour, and he never could stay out on the tour and play much. And then we played a couple of um, when I was obviously I'm shoot probably 10, 12 years older than he is. When I was. I was um turning forty nine fifty. You get to go out with if you have enough status, you get to go out on the nationwide or the Corn Ferry and play and I got paired with him a couple times and he was in his thirties and I was like Nope. Just didn't it just didn't, it didn't click. It. it just wasn't clicking. Yeah. But I mean he had a game obviously, but sure. It just and then now all of a sudden I mean he's just running the tables. It looks fantastic. Hats off to him, he's a great guy.
1: That's Jay Delsey. I'm Dan McLaughlin. We're coming to you on this Sunday morning from Show Me's in St. Charles. We're on remote little private party that we have before they open up their doors at 11 this morning. And again, all the NFL games they have the Sunday NFL ticket will be on many of the big screen TVs that they have here. It's also an all day happy hour from 11 to midnight. 11 to midnight. They've got darts. They've got golden tea. They've got everything you want. Great menu. It's all at Show Me's. And again, the uh, address is 2795 Veterans Memorial Parkway. It's also a big day for my partner here. He's going into the Missouri Sports Hall of Fame. We're going to talk a little bit about that later in the show. But coming up next, we're going to talk to Matt Minder. Now, if you're just joining us, who is Matt Minder? He is the founder of Amateur Players Tours. started here in St. Louis. Really should be a fun visit with him. And anybody then can compete in this tour, including me. Which is hard to believe. <laughs> what are you awesome. laughing at, Delsing? It's,
2: it's, it's, I'm telling you, when you get to talk to him, I'm going to tell you right now, you're going to want to sign up. I All know right. you don't know the first thing about why you're going to sponsor is. me. Hell yeah. I'll count for you. Call for Jay Delsing on my, on yeah, my sleeve. Yeah. Oh, but you need a tattoo, like on your cheek.
1: <laughs> That's Jay Delsing. I'm Dan McLaughlin, and this is brought to you by Doherty Business Solutions.
2: Starty Business Solutions has been enhancing the business of our customers for the last 37 years. How do we do it? Through our expertise in technology, better use of data and analytics, artificial intelligence, and machine learning. We roll up our sleeves and collaborate. We build applications and effectively communicate with our partner clients to bring their goals and objectives to the finish line. Our award winning Access Point program is a community game changer. With nearly 100 students in the program, mostly young African-American females are making between $55 and $60,000 per year right out of high school. That's right, $55 to $60,000 a year right after high school graduation. That's when they begin their training. CEO Ron Darty believes The talent is equally distributed, but access to that opportunity is not. So here's Access Point, providing more and more opportunity for those in and around our community. It's Dirty Business Solutions.
1: Get ready to watch the legends of golf up close when they compete at historic Norwood Hills Country Club right here in St. Louis. The Ascension Charity Classic will be back again with some of golf's greatest names. Steve Stricker, Podrick Harrington, John Daly, David Duval, Bernard Longer, Justin Leonard, David Toms, and more will compete returning September 3rd through the 8th. Visit AscensionCharityClassic.com for information. Are
2: you driving an out-of-warranty car? It's only a matter of time before your out-of-warranty vehicle is in the shop costing you thousands of dollars. Auto repair costs are up nearly 20% from last year, which is four times the rate of inflation. If an unexpected breakdown happened today, would you be ready for that? Well, now you can be with a plan through CarShield. Even if your car is just over three years old, it's still prone to expensive costs. Your car is more than just getting you from point A to point B. Traveling by car is a way of life. From picking up your kids to going to a new restaurant, cars are a daily essential. When you enroll in a car protection plan through CarShield, you can look forward to the following. The price will never go up no matter how many claims you file or no matter how high the mileage on your car increases. CarShield offers protection plans that start as low as $100 per month. That's $100 per month. They have repair coverage for up to 5,000 different parts of your vehicle. Plus, when your car breaks down and you're stuck on the side of the road, you get 24-7 coast-to-coast roadside assistance. You also get complimentary towing and rental car options. CarShield has my back when my car breaks down, and they can have yours too. Call CarShield today at 800 800- 800 or visit carshield.com. It's CarShield, proud sponsor of the Golf with Jay Delsing show.
4: This is Chris Nagel. And you're listening to Golf with Jay Delsing.
2: If you're in the market for a new or used vehicle, any maker model, then you need to visit the Dean Team Volkswagen of Kirkwood. They are the official vehicle provider of the Golf with Jay Delsing show. My daughter and I both drive vehicles supplied by Colin and the Dean Team Volkswagen of Kirkwood. And the reason we have them is because we know we can trust them. They made the car buying experience painless and very easy. Their customer service is second to none. They provided my daughter with a loaner car When her passat needed repairs every single step of the car buying experience was taken care of for us you can reach colin at 314-966-0303 and he will answer all of your questions and put your mind at ease the dean team volkswagen of kirkwood has new or pre-owned vehicles to be purchased or leased whichever you prefer once you visit the dean team volkswagen on manchester and kirkwood You'll become a customer for life because they'll treat you like family. The Dean Team Volkswagen of Kirkwood, the official vehicle provider of the Golf with Jay Delsing show.
1: Golf with Jay Delsing rolls on on a Sunday morning here on 101 ESPN. That's Jay Delsing. I'm Dan McLaughlin. A reminder that the doors here at Show Me's will open at 11. Closes at midnight. They've got the Sunday NFL ticket, the happy hour all day, and darts, golden tee, whatever game you want to watch, they have it on the big screens here at Show Me's in St. Charles. Let's bring into the conversation Matt Minder. Now, this should be fun because it's the Amateur Players Tour. It's based out of here in St. Louis. And, uh, Matt, great to see you, and thanks for stopping by. Yeah,
2: absolutely.
3: Thanks for having me. Thanks for coming out tonight.
2: Matt, it's great to be here. Danny, we're here at Show Me's. I, I can't believe the TVs. Uh, Brett and his staff do a great job here. And
1: Sundays, man, did you... You better come on. Well, on. we're just kicking it off on a Sunday morning and they have opened up the doors a little early today to allow us to come in as we talk from eight to 10. So they had a couple special parties that came in, but people love it here at Show Me's. Uh, I want to jump into the Amateur Players Tour. So what is this? What I mean, some people have heard about it, other people haven't. What is the tour that you're the founder of?
3: Yeah, absolutely. So uh, the Amateur Players Tour were a series of events. We started in St. Louis, uh, golf tournaments for amateurs, Uh, nationwide now, uh, but we started right here in St. Louis. We've got flighted stroke play events. Uh, We run over 800 events across the country each year and 20 events local in St. Louis. So talk to us about your membership so we know that this whole whole
2: thing originated in St. Louis, right?
3: Yeah, absolutely. So started, uh, my dad and I actually started something as a a side gig and uh, we were very fortunate during COVID. We brought in a business partner, had a chance to expand and you know, three years later, uh, 5,200 members across the country and we're continuing to, uh, to grow as fast as we can. How did you get the word out? How did people know all about this tour and a chance to compete, a chance to play? Uh, a lot of it's been word of mouth, and so we've really had a focus on running great golf events. We want to, you know, our whole calling sign. I was blessed. I know the last time I was on your show, we talked about and became friends over because I was the only one crazy enough to say I enjoyed the mini tour life. And, uh, <laughs> I was like, this guy's
1: crazy. He's got to be our friend. You know? No kidding. You I
3: enjoyed know. that life. For, I mean, I only did it for like six or eight months. So if it went and longer than that, it, it probably would have been, six been or eight bad. too long. Yeah. You know, <laughs> it was a great time though. You travel to different golf courses. You you show up in a city. You learn a golf course. You, you know, you're able to meet a ton of great people. Um, and it's really what we've brought into the vision of what we're doing with APT. Like I, I've been blessed to be able to play a lot of you know high quality events, high quality amateur events. Um, you know, USGA type events. And, and you get treated just so differently when you show up at those marquee events. And, and the everyday golfer doesn't really have access to, to some of those experiences. And, and our mission is simply to bring that level of experience to the everyday golfer. Danny, you, you
2: and I love golf. This dude could sit right next to us. He loves the game from are you still doing some of your rating and things like the golf rate he did, you you're talking about wearing a lot of golf hats man matt minder besides this he's got a lot of golf on his plate
3: yeah still doing the rating <laughs> game it's been it's been fun i mean it's been a blessing to be able to travel the country the last couple of years and play some really cool spots so for people that don't know what the rating
1: game is what is it
3: right so uh you know the easiest way to explain it is anytime you're on Facebook and you know, golf week magazine or golf digest, they always post come play the top 10 courses you can play in Missouri. And so I got in with a few guys a couple years ago and uh, I actually get a vote. Is that right? Yeah. So do you, do you look at it just from a public standpoint or just any golf
1: course in that particular state or is Uh, is it private and public?
3: Yeah. So there's so many different lists like, uh, you know, the rating we use looks at 10 different factors, so we're looking at everything from architecture to playability to looking at different types of holes, so we'll rate the PAR 3s, the PAR 4s, the PAR 5s, um, and my favorite, the, you know, the walk in the park test, you know, what, what's the place worthy of spending four and a half hours out there, and uh, there's, been, there's some great, great places out here.
1: Okay, so who's on that list? Give us an idea. Oh, the state of Missouri.
3: Come on, this state of Missouri right the
1: tip of your tongue. You know,
3: I'll be honest. One of my favorite golf courses in the state of Missouri, I got to go Ozark National, I think, is uh, it jumped real quick to number one in all the lists. I was super skeptical of it because anything, anytime something new jumps that quickly, you know, it's got to be hype. But, man, I've got to tell you, uh, for those that haven't played Ozark National as part of Big Cedar Lodge, it's a... Uh, it's a Cora Crenshaw. It's in the mountains, but it's extremely walkable. You know, Cora Crenshaw's got a lot of elements I love. You know, the chipping areas that roll into the tee boxes. It's just a really cool walk, um, but you're on top of the hills up there. And so the views are incredible on in every hole, and uh, it's not easy.
2: Ben, and, and you know what I love about Ben? What he does is he brings so much of nature, and he's such a uh, – he he takes the land danny that's that's there and uses it in, in in really cool ways and it's sometimes it gets a little squirrely but for the most part I, I love what ben crenshaw does
3: yeah absolutely so that's a great spot on our schedule by the way this year our guest is Matt minder and
1: again he is the founder of amateur players tour based out of st louis so if somebody wants to play walk us through how this works how do they find you how do they sign up what happens
3: yeah absolutely the easiest way to find us is either on facebook under amateur players tour or go to our website at amateurplayerstour.com um, membership for a season is 125 bucks um, you're going to get that back in in goodies and discounts and, and all that we'll, we'll be announcing that for the 2024 season here soon um, and once you join you have access to play in any of our tournaments there's 20 locally in st louis how about that 20 events how I'm trying cool to figure this whole
1: thing out, man, because this is awesome. I may sign up, and I I I'm going to go, yeah, go, gonna I'm gonna go lose, but at least I get some good goodies <laughs> out of it. So I'm in. I, this thing's awesome, man. Awesome. Well, thank
3: you. Well, what's your handicap? Uh, just got done this past week. I'm about a 10-3. So you're actually in the sweet spot of our tour. you know. So our biggest division would be 8.5 to 13.4. We okay. call it Division 3. Um, and so it's actually really cool because, you know— is a 10 handicap you're not going out and trying to qualify for the missouri right am or the u.s open or the u.s am um but we've got a division for for all skill levels and you fall right that. into the sweet this spot so, cool. so much fun
2: and they've got a they've got a player of the year thing and danny's daughter just got missouri player of the year in <laughs> yeah. high school maybe you can catch up with avery and put a i knew you're gonna go there
1: i knew you're gonna go there so I can actually, so now you're telling me I can actually compete. There's a place can be, I can actually yeah, compete. I love it. I, wow. But that's the reality of it, isn't
3: it? Absolutely. That's a little cold, Jay. but uh, it's all right. I don't know if I would use that in the marketing. <laughs> I'm used to it.
1: So yeah. that's the thing, though. All skill levels have a chance to find a level to compete against others that are like them.
3: Yeah, absolutely. And the cool thing about it. So obviously, we we're very strict on following the rules of amateur status. Uh, we do believe in protecting the game of amateur golf, but um, we do pay all of our prizes. So there's you know prize pool for every tournament trophy. For the winner of each division, and our prize pool is all paid out in Visa gift cards, uh, which is which is another a huge benefit. So you know you can go go play during the day, win some uh, money in Visa gift card, take the wife out to dinner if you want to, or or do whatever you want with it. And so and Matt, and
1: that, that, that max, keeps the amateur status then.
2: Absolutely, and okay. they max that out, D So they'll go. You go all the way up to a thousand dollars for the for the USGA uh, maximum. So. It's a hell of a deal, though.
1: So, tell me about the levels. I'm interested in my level, but I know there's other levels that are out there. So, how does that all work, too, as you go along?
3: Yeah, absolutely. So, we have five divisions. um, And then within those five divisions, we also have five senior divisions. So, uh, Division 1 is 3.4 handicaps and under. And then Division 2 would go 3.5 to 8.4. Division 3 is 8.5 to 13.4. Division 4 is 13.5 to 18.4. And then Division 5 would be 18.5 and above.
1: Interesting. I I find this really interesting because now I'm trying to figure out. Hold on here, Jay. I'm (laughs) trying to figure this all out. So you you pay to be in this, right? Okay. And then there's the travel associated with it. If you want to travel around, I mean, this this can become kind of expensive if you're not making money on the tour and you're just making Visa gift cards. So what is the catch like what
3: just people just love to compete? Is that what this is all yeah, about? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, the biggest thing is obviously Hopefully the competition. you're following what I'm saying here. Yeah. No, 100 percent. And, and we've designed the tour so you can play just locally. If playing local is your thing, you don't have a ton of travel. But if you want to travel and you want to go around and see places, uh, you know, for example, we have an event Memorial Day weekend. Uh, we've got a 54 hole at song So you get to oh, play man. red, black and blue. Stream In three, song spectacular it's world class. In, yeah. you know all In about three it. days, and and you can see our event price online. Um, you know, which is it's obviously a high dollar. Not everybody's going to be able to do it, but if you price going and playing fifty four holes and staying at Stream Song Resort, you, you yeah, are right
2: not, there. You're not going you're not no.
3: going to touch our tournament price. No, you're right it's there. It's Not even close. The other
2: thing that's interesting, D. Let's say you just wanted to play play around here. 20 events, 20 different events at the local courses. There, there, There's going to be good courses. We're on the verge of confirming Norwood. We're not quite there yet, but Absolutely. we're throwing it out there. But he's, there's some other... here
3: teasing. I haven't even teased the guys out here yet. Yeah, yeah. so we'll do that. But there's there are great courses,
2: and the neat thing is Matt, talk about the way you run these events because they're really... I've talked
3: to several
2: players that have competed
3: and they're really well run. Well, I appreciate that. Yeah, I mean, we play, you know, a lot of private courses in St. Louis, a lot of the, the great public courses around. And and we try to run it um, the same as a tour event. So you're going to show up. There's going to be signage everywhere. You know, walk in, uh, an easy check-in to, to get every, everything set up for the day, head to the range, warm up. You know, you're going to have the signage. You're going to show up to the first tee. We're going to have tent starter on the first tee. You know, you're gonna get your name announced. It's like gonna, an event, scorecard. man. Scorecard, absolutely. It's Dude, like a, you would love it. The way oh, you I love, would love go, it.
4: First, first I'm of all, in. you love the
2: game, and you love to compete. I love it. You'd be on the first two. over this man.
1: Now, what happens though if I get a 16? <laughs> okay, because I could take a 16 on a hole too. Do So when I'm with Jay, every once in a while, I'll just tell Jay I'm out of the hole. Yeah. yeah. I can't do that here, can I? Well,
3: absolutely. One of the things that we've done <laughs> is, is there's actually a lot of people that feel feel away. It's actually a big barrier to get into amateur golf because you worry what happens if I get in a spot and I get a. 16 on a hole or uh, something, I'm, you know? I'm right. out there. So divisions three through five on our tour all have a triple bogey max. Oh, there you cool. go. There we- so I'm in. Problem yeah. solved. I'm in. <laughs> you get to a bad spot, man, just pick up, go to the next hole. I think that's phenomenal. Keep moving. By the way, our guest for people
1: that maybe have just tuned in were at Show Me's on this Sunday morning, Matt Minder, and he is the founder of Amateur Players Tour, based right out of St. Louis. Uh, there is also a charitable component to what you guys are doing, isn't it?
3: Yeah, absolutely. Um, In the middle of last season, or two seasons ago now, 2022, uh, we announced a partnership nationally with Folds of Honor. And so we're working with them. um, They're a charity of choice. That doesn't even sound right because it's so much more. Um, But uh, honestly, the most proud I've ever been um, we just, we're getting ready to announce. We'll announce it first here officially, uh, but we were able to raise $100,000 for them this season. That's fantastic. $100,000 to Folds of Honor.
2: I just ran into Doug Mitchell, who runs the local chapters, and we got to get him on the show. You know, we've had Noonan um, on on the um, Lieutenant Colonel Dan Rooney. He was, uh, you know, fighter Amazing. pilot and, and, yeah. and, and PGA of America member and a rock star. But, I mean, this stuff just goes on and on and on, and they've donated... I don't know, forty five thousand scholarships to roughly. Some give I think or take.
1: it's forty five to fifty thousand. Yeah. I think
3: that's right.
2: Isn't that amazing? It's great to the to the children of the fallen uh, heroes. And- yeah.
3: Well, the thing that's crazy. I don't know if you've seen the news that's came out. They just got obviously the the gold star rating, the four out of four. You know, ninety percent of their funds go directly to scholarships. But I've got to tell you, the thing I love about Lieutenant Colonel, you you left out like phenomenal human beings. Yes. Um, True. And the thing that I love about Folds of Honor, for those who are out there thinking of getting involved in an organization, they will celebrate the $10 donation the same as they will somebody that gives a million. I mean, they understand what's going on and 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 their hearts are in the right place and, and we couldn't be more honored to, to be partnered with Why them. Why did
1: you guys decide to partner with them? What Was there a story behind it or just uh, your love of country, that kind of thing? You've what was always it?
2: kind of had that in the back of your mind, haven't you, bro? When we talked, I, I remember yeah. when we first met we it, talked a little bit about it's that. It's
3: actually an interesting story. So when my business partner, Jody, who you've met. Yep. Um, when we started the tour, we knew that we wanted to have a component to, to give back to the community. Um, that was something that was huge, but one of the things we did that is actually Jody's advice that I thought was really wise is the first year, we just wanted to travel around every chapter and we wanted to meet our members and we wanted to see like, if we were going to do something that has a legitimate, significant impact we needed our members' buy-in. We couldn't just go in and say, hey, you know, our charity is gonna be X, right? And, um, you know, we've been fortunate. What we found is we have so many military members and veterans that play on our tour, um, and, and so many that have been impacted by what Folds of Honor does, and, and we were actually really fortunate. You know, last year we had, or two years ago now, uh, we had our nationals at, in Nashville, and Jody's childhood best friend is John Rich. Wow. And so, so we brought him on to talk about Nashville, and the next thing we know, we start talking about charities. So, well, I've got somebody for you, and it just—it's kind of crazy how things work out, right? And and just how things set up. And next thing we know, we're working with Folds of Honor, and it's—it's it's been an honor. So, if I win
1: in St. Louis. Then what happens? Do I get to compete against somebody in Arkansas and Illinois, and how does that all work nationwide? Yeah,
3: absolutely. So we have just a local player of the year that's just St. Louis oriented. I'm already
1: thinking about winning. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. I got to yeah. get my game plan ready. He's a baller right yeah. here. And
3: so, so every tournament you play and you earn points. So okay. it's similar to a FedEx Cup system, so we have a local yeah. player of the year, but we also have a national player of the year that you can so compete cool. for, and you you earn what we call priority exemptions into some of the bigger events. And so, the better you play at the local level, the easier it is to get into the big events that sell out fast because you're going to get first rights to it? Dude, you make it to the Nationals and I'll come down and caddy for you.
1: That would be the best ever. I want video of it. I want pictures of it. That would be tough on you, boy. I know, That's I know, a lot of walking for you when I hit I it left,
3: right. And when I try to tell him, one. here's what he's
2: like, don't help me. I, we're out here to have fun. That's what <laughs> I don't want to let you either. He's like, you're out here to have fun. I don't want a <laughs> lesson today.
3: Oh, we're going to have to get the cameras rolling
2: for that. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh my, that'd be so fun. Hey, that Matt, be before so we uh,
1: wrap it up, let's just find out the best place to go to find out about what you're doing even to make a donation, but for those that that are out there, and I'm assuming women as well, right? Yeah,
3: absolutely. So So, men,
1: women, what's the best place to go?
3: Yeah, amateurplayerstour.com has all the information, um, you know, from information on the tour, information about Folds of Honor, there's a donate link directly on our our website. Um, But I think it's important you ask about women. And so women play in the same division as men, and we set up the golf course where the women play the same rating and slope for women, as the men sees, which keeps everything equitable within that's the divisions. That's where the rating
2: part comes in really,
3: really handy. And that's yeah. unusual, the way you do that compared to any other
2: competitions that I've ever seen. Right. It's really super cool.
3: Yeah, it's simply different. I mean, the the normal is to say, hey, you're gonna get 800 yards or whatever. And that, that doesn't necessarily, like one of the things that we do, uh, to answer your question about what what to make it a special event, we take really extraordinary care in how we set up a golf course, and so paying attention. If we know that a sixty-five-year-old, you know, guy who's a twenty handicap, he's not going to be able to carry a goalie that's two hundred and thirty yards. Yeah. And so paying attention to some of those kind of things, and, and doing a lot of custom setup through the golf course to try to to make it fair and enjoyable. You know. Before
2: we let you go, we got to talk a little bit about Global Golf. That's a huge get for you guys. I know that they're the presenting sponsor. They came on what a year and a half ago or so, but but. Talk a little bit about if anyone's out there listening, they want to get involved, to think how Global Golf fits into this thing.
3: Yeah, Global Golf has been huge for us. They've obviously sponsored our National Player of the Year race, and so they've uh, definitely donated some prizes, but um, they're offering a $50 credit to every member that joins. And so, part of your so $125 for your membership, Global Golf's going to send you a credit for $50 to use on globalgolf.com. Nobody
2: so, needs golf balls, do they, for, Nobody yeah, yeah. needs golf balls. Uh-uh. And for those
3: that don't know Global Golf, you can literally literally buy anything it's like the, the largest third the largest retailer the largest yeah. online retailer yeah. of golf yep, yeah. in the world so
1: hey awesome to have you here again one more time best way to get a hold of you and and to
3: compete yeah absolutely to go to our website at amateur players uh, or you can find us on facebook by searching amateur players tour Thanks
1: for jumping in. We appreciate it. Hey, great, thank you. It's Great to be with you, Matt. It's early on a Sunday morning, but we're at Showme's and uh, the party's just getting going. NFL Sunday right around the corner, and again, here at Showme's they have a happy hour all day. It opens at 11. We were invited to an early party here at Showme's, but you can show up at 11. It's located at 2795 Veterans Memorial Parkway, and uh, we're just talking golf out here. That's Jay Delsing. I'm Dan McLaughlin, and this is Golf with Jay Delsing. It is the CarShield Studios on remote presented by Darty Business Solutions. I'd like to welcome I Promise to the Golf with Jay
2: Delsing show. What is I Promise, you ask? It's a St. Louis-based company with the most clinically-backed eye health performance supplement brand with over 20 years of eye health expertise and nutrition science. It's all natural, and their cutting-edge science and technology has helped I Promise forge many exciting new golf partnerships, like with the PGA of America, the Titleist Performance Institute, the Leadbetter Academy, and many more. Perhaps the most exciting component for me is that all of this new improvement is measurable. I can tell you that in my case, my initial score was around 0.25. And after taking the I Promise product for two plus months, my score soared to almost 0.60. It had more than doubled. I can now read the greens better because I'm not really dealing with as much glare and trying to manage that and I squint much less when I'm playing golf. And you don't have to take it from me. Check out what Padraig Harrington has to say about this product. He is playing some of the best golf of his career in his early 50s, and he swears I promise has helped improve his short game. Check out I Promise. That's I Promise, the company helping us to see better, play better, and live better. Visit them at iPromise.com.
1: Hi, this is Adam Betts from Family Golf and Learning Center. At FGLC here in Kirkwood, we feature a double-decker driving range, two large grass tees with Tahoma Bermuda grass. You want to work on your short game? We have a short game area too, which features a 20,000 square foot green, three bunkers, and zoysia surrounds. Also at Family Golf and Learning Center, don't forget about our nine-hole par-3 course, the indoor trackman simulators, and our performance center. If you're looking for the best golf instruction, regardless of skill, we can help. Find out more at familygolfonline.com. That's familygolfonline.com. Family Golf and Learning Center. We make St. Louis better
0: at golf.
2: Do you remember the golden rule? I'm sure you do, but just in case it goes like this. Treat people the way that you'd like to be treated. At People's National Bank, that one statement is the cornerstone of what this bank is all about. Locally owned with 23 locations in Southern Illinois and the Metropolitan St. Louis area, People's National Bank parlays a robust menu of commercial or personal banking services you could possibly need with a friendly yet hardworking Midwestern attitude. Maybe you just wanna do business with a bank whose entire team lives in the same neighborhoods as we do. If you're like me and doing business with someone you trust is important to you, then People's National Bank is the bank for you. Jason Rantham, local president, is here for you to call and he'll answer any questions you may have. His personal cell is 314-974-2243. You can also find us online at peoplesnationalbank.com. People's National Bank is here for all of your banking needs.
1: Hey, St. Louis, Eddie McVeigh here from Maggie O'Brien's. When you head downtown for a concert or cards or blues game, and now for the St. Louis City soccer game, please come see us at Maggie O'Brien's before and after your event. Take our shuttle to and from or stay in-house and watch your favorite team on our multiple high-def TVs. We look forward to seeing you soon at one of our two locations in Sunset Hills on South Lindbergh or downtown at the corner of Market
2: and 20th Street. Union Station is next to us. Okay, so you know Marcon is the largest distributor of GE parts in North America, check. You know about their support for backstoppers, first responders, and our men and women in the military. Check that also. Well, here's their latest community venture. It's called Wreaths Across America. This year, Marcon will place 1,000 Christmas wreaths on the grave sites of our fallen military heroes in 10 different cemeteries around the country. From Dallas to Delaware, Western New York to Houston, New Jersey, to right here at Jefferson Barracks. Each of these locations and more will have wreaths delivered and respectfully placed on a gravesite. Remember the fallen, honor those who serve, and teach the next generation the value of freedom. That's the mission of the Wreaths Across America program. So join the Golf with Jay Delsing show and Marcone and sponsor a wreath. Volunteer or partner with us to support our military. Saturday, December 16th, is National Wreaths Across America Day. So get involved. That's Marcone and Reese Across America.
1: at show me's this is golf with jay delsing on a sunday morning we just wrapped up our visit with matt minder and uh, we're brought to you by darty business solutions coming to you from the car shield studios that was a fun visit with matt i gotta be honest i had absolutely no idea what this league and what this uh, all was all about with what he's trying to do with the game of golf and what'd you think it's pretty awesome. I it mean, is, isn't it cool? I like, want to compete. You're I right. I know. I know. I want to compete.
2: And, and the, the, the thing that I've heard from the folks that have that have been in these tournaments, Danny, is the way they're run is extremely, they're run extremely well. So there's nothing worse than getting into an event like that, and you're kind of like, what's going on? Who's yeah. in charge? It's kind of a gong show. And um, I've heard really great things about the Amateur Players Tour, and so hats off to him. 5,200 members? in 3 years or whatever it is it's
1: crazy i it's, it's i guess from social media has exploded and then when people compete in that they they spread it to their neighbor, they spread it to their buddy and they yep. they're saying, "Hey, you want to come compete in this? It's like a real tournament. You want to feel like you're competing. There's competition. Hey, go for it."
2: Absolutely. I mean, what that's what's so great about the game when you got a handicap system and look, Matt's in the weeds on this stuff as he was telling you about. He's got that they they look after the handicaps, they monitor the handicaps, so there's no fun monkey business going on with the handicap systems and we've all experienced that to one degree or the other
1: I've never done that you not
2: have not. Hand- you, I'm you've to make done a lot higher. of squirrely things. You have <laughs> never done. I, I can't even get you to, to pick up a three-foot
1: pot. Now, let's think about this. Why would I want to do that? Why do I want to lower my handicap if I'm not if I'm not truly what I am?
2: Yeah, but you're also not throwing the game either deliberately. That's like, deliberately. Look, we've seen that happen before. Oh, I
1: saw you get a little upset this summer with somebody that's no longer invited to play in your foursome. Yeah. Well, it
2: happens, happens, doesn't thing it? Some things happen. So St. <laughs>
1: St. Louis runs over 20 <laughs> events a season and they do play at some of the best facilities. We didn't get into that a lot. Where do you know some of the facilities that they're primarily playing at here in St. Louis?
2: Yeah, they're they're gonna play. I know they just signed the Orchards. They used to play at Aberdeen, they play at Ambrier, they play at um uh they played at Norwood in the past. They're gonna try to play there again. They're 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 in. They're the hardest thing is the availabilities of the golf courses because there's so many outings that are that the clubs are running all the time, you know? So some of the places just are not available because there's no open dates.
1: You mentioned ratings with him. How yeah. does one go about ratings? Like, what are you looking at? What in particular qualifies as part of the... Uh, the equation to make a rating for a golf course.
2: Yeah, you go you you basically go out and you play and you try to experience all aspects of that golf course, that area that you go through. The clubhouse, you go through the driving range and and you're 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 just trying to hey I think Matt mentioned this the overall experience is this a place that you're willing to walk around for 4 hours and check it out and do that sort of thing and then what's the playability of the course like so even you've, you've got to understand the game to a higher level because like he said a 67 year old guy that's got a you know a, a 21 handicap is not going to be able to carry uh, if he goes to a, you know hole number 14 and there's a t- 200 and 45-yard forced carry, he's sunk. He's never going to be able to sure. get off the tee, D. So, I mean, all of that stuff goes goes into play. I also – you were talking about golf courses. He's also uh, in touch with Joe Schwent and the Country Club of St. Albans is interested in hosting an event. And so, yeah, there's just a lot of cool uh, things. I think they played at Winghaven. So, just some – you know, where our buddy Nathan Carnes is out there. He's a rock star. So, um, there's just a lot that goes into it, and you need to – the guy loves a game. I mean, he just Period. loves the game. He just wants to talk. We stopped talking with him. He's still talking about You know, and here's, you know, he'll get into the weeds with us. And, you know, we're nerds. We like it.
1: In terms of not the private courses, but the public courses, let's call it the metro area. Yeah. Where is St. Louis in the metro St. Louis area on the map of golf? I mean, in terms of the public courses that anybody can play, what what are people saying about the opportunities to play golf at the various courses here around town.
2: So it's interesting, Danny, it's a great question because when, when we were kids, and I'm you know ten, twelve years older than you are, when we were kids, there were so few public courses for us to play. Forest Park was the main public sure. course in town, right? But there was if it was a if it wasn't a country club, there, the there was slim pickings. I mean there was just not a lot. What we have experienced in the last 25 years, I mean there was always Normandy and those sort of things. But what we've experienced is the Anbriars of the World, the Aberdeens, Peevely Farms, the Players Club, Walters Golf Management out out west has Golf Club of Wentzville, Links of Darden, the Missouri Bluffs is a great public golf course. Um, those sort of things have, have 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 all come up. You got Gateway National, which is just on the east side, but it's a great public. Facility, so our public golf courses, uh, we we can stand toe to toe with anybody.
1: This is golf with Jay Delsing. We are originating from the Showme's out in St. Charles. Again, it's a big NFL Sunday coming up. Right down uh, this address, twenty-seven ninety-five Veterans Memorial Parkway, and that's where the uh, Showme's is. It'll open up at eleven. They've got the Sunday NFL ticket, happy hour all day, and uh, we're just happy to be here. A little private party for us to. Make sure that we broadcast golf with Jay Delsing, presented by Doherty Business Solutions. You mentioned Joe Schwent. We just saw him uh, a little over a week ago, and it was uh, a great evening. The Metropolitan Amateur Golf Association, their year-round, uh, yearly awards, and you know Peter Weaver racked up a lot of awards. Oh, wow, he sure did. And uh, what? They-
2: a, what a, first of all, shout out to the Weaver family. Great golfers. Yeah. There's his brother Tom. Great, great guy. How about the way that he handled himself through Incredible. his victory speech, through talking him, Danny, off the air and off of the. Off he the called me Mister. I was just I, floored. I know. I know. He, he, but just a you know <laughs> to Earl and and uh, I, I forget Mrs. Weaver's name, but just just terrific job. And uh, he's a senior at Villanova. He also went to he, your son Luke. Kind of looked up to Peter That's because right. I think Luke was a freshman at Priory when Luke was a senior. Or when um, Peter. Um, Peter was a senior there, and, yep. and your son Lucas kind of always looked up to to, uh, to Peter.
1: Yeah, well spoken. I thought some of the uh, the acceptance speeches for players of the year, the various categories, they got really emotional, and I, I yeah. don't think people understand. First of all, just how hard this game is. And if you're going to dedicate it, you know, dedicate time to the game and play at that level, it is so hard. And, Jay, you played at the highest level. And these folks are playing at a high level here locally, amateurs. But, man, it's so emotional that that you see the emotions come out of them when they realize – Man, I put together this summer, and I'm being recognized. I mean, they're breaking down, man. I know, I know. And, I mean, I broke down, too, when you asked me a couple of questions. There's something that, you know, I think you, you get
2: your heart broken so often from this I game. I think that's it. And then all of a sudden, you realize, like, I did it. I mean, I've really accomplished something the culmination something cool. of, the, yeah. of the,
1: the tough aspects of playing the game.
2: And you fought through it, yes. and you fought through it, and it, and you have wound up on the other side somehow, and it worked out. It's amazing. It, it, it is, and you just... This game just doesn't give it to you enough, Danny. We all we're all just renting it, and sometimes we don't get to rent it long enough. It just leaves us the next day.
1: All right, we're going to visit with Jeremy Rutherford coming up now. Jeremy has been a lifelong friend for me. I actually grew up not too far away from Jeremy, so he had family around my house as a kid. And we've, we've known each other's kids. I don't know if you knew that. I did not know that. No. Jeremy is a great guy. He now, is a great guy. We weren't very close or anything as yeah. kids, but then we, you know, eventually got into this media business together. We yeah. actually covered the uh, Arena Football League together. Wow. That's how far this know goes that. back. I love yeah. it. I love it. We actually covered the night that Kurt Warner came through St. Louis. And we had no idea who this Kurt Warner guy was, you know, until... When he, he was began, playing arena football, he came through St. Yeah. Louis. He Was
2: was he with a, what team? The, the Iowa, Iowa team? The Barnstormers. Yeah, the Barnstormers, okay.
1: And we actually, Jeremy and I, about a year ago, went back and looked at his game story, and he writes about Kurt Warner. Yeah. Because we forgot. We were like, I wonder if the St. Louis team played the the Kurt Warner team, and we went yeah, back and yeah. looked, and sure enough, he had a huge game. Danny,
2: I remember Dick Vermeil. I'll never forget this. Trent Green goes down with that horrific – those two horrific knee injuries – in the preseason, Rodney
1: Harrison got him on the side,
2: and and Dick Vermeil says, "We can
1: win with this guy, Kurt Warner. We will rally around Kurt Warner. Yep. We will play good football." And yep. everybody thought, "Who what the hell, hell is Kurt Warner? Who's Kurt Warner?" But anyway, so Jr. though graduated from that, covered the Blues with the St. Louis Post Dispatch, now working at the Athletic. And one of the things we do with your show is we bring in all different walks of life, sports, just to talk about sports kind of tie it back into golf if we can yeah but jr also has written a couple books so i want to get into that and it should be fun to visit with him because he's a he's a really well-versed media guy because not only is he writing but he's also doing a lot on the air with 101 espn so looking forward to visiting with jr you
2: know jr does the fill-in stuff on 101 and does he just does a great job he's such a likable guy i've read the bernie uh, autobiography. I know he wrote that book, and and uh, it's just really a, a, an awful lot of fun to when you when you get to read guys' stuff, and then you you get to kind of. Um, finally meet him and, and it's, uh, it's, uh, it's it's a it's it's going to be fun.
1: So we're looking forward to visiting with Jeremy Rutherford of the St. Louis Post-Dispatch formerly of the St. Louis Post-Dispatch and now of The Athletic. We're coming to you from Show Me's 2795 Veterans Memorial Parkway and uh, this will open up at 11. We're at a private party on this Sunday morning. We'll visit with Jeremy Rutherford coming up. This is Golf with Jay Delson. <laughs>
2: Powers Insurance and Risk Management is a family-owned local business that's been helping our community for over 200 years. In the always confusing world of insurance, Powers Insurance provides clarity, exceptional service, and the latest in cutting-edge products to deliver the highest quality in property and casualty coverage, as well as strategic planning consultation services. Powers Insurance and Risk Management will partner with you That's right, partner with you to customize the right coverage for you and your family. Tim Davis, the Chief Operations Officer, will personally sit down and talk you through the ins and outs of your policies. They are experts at helping you control your workplace expenses and helping to guarantee the safety of you and your employees and their needs. You can visit them at powersinsurance.com. That's powersinsurance.com for all of your insurance needs.
1: For the best in Italian cuisine in St. Louis, look no further than Paul Mano's located in Chesterfield. It's traditional Italian cooking and their best ingredient It's their tradition. It's cooking like Paul's grandmother used to make and like his mother still prepares today. There are no corners cut at Paul Mano's. From greeting you at the door to the pasta you'll share with your family. Paul Mano's is committed to bringing you their very best anytime you share a meal at their place. It's Paul Mano's located in Chesterfield.
2: Hey, this is Jay Delsing, and we golfers are always looking for ways to improve our games, for me, That means I want the very best and the very latest in equipment and in technology. The place for me is Pro-Am Golf in Brentwood. Tom DeGrand opened Pro-Am Golf Center in 1975, and ever since then, he and his family have provided St. Louis with the finest in golf equipment, instruction, and the latest in the ever-changing world of golf technology. Whether you are a scratch golfer looking to find the latest in range finders, or a newcomer looking to find your first set of clubs. Pro Am Golf has just what you're looking for. You say you're looking to get yourself custom fitted for a new set of clubs, you need to call TJ. He has fit me personally and he is the best in town. If you mention my name, CJ will take 50% off the already low fitting price. So if you need anything from golf balls to a new pair of shoes or a lesson from Tom, who by the way, has been helping St. Louisans play better golf for over 45 years, Pro-Am Golf in Brentwood is the place for you. You can also visit them at ProAmUSA.com. That's Pro-Am Golf.
0: WXOS, WXOS HD1 East St. Louis, 101 ESPN is driven by Auto Center's Nissan, home of the lifetime warranty and 30-day return.
2: Redbird Heating and Cooling sponsors the Veterans Vocational Apprenticeship Program. Jed, the CEO and former Marine, will teach, mentor, and sign off on educational and mechanical work hours to help you get fully licensed while you work and get paid by the company. What a great way to launch your career as a fully licensed HVAC specialist. Visit RedbirdHVAC.com. That's Redbird Heating and Cooling.
0: Golf with Jay Delsing. We're halfway home, and it's time to make the turn. Let's get back to Jay and Dan.
1: Golf with Jay Delsing on a Sunday morning rolls on. We're coming to you from Show Me's and the location we're at, 2795 Veterans Memorial Parkway, It's early on a Sunday morning. They open up the doors for us. A little private party going on. But the doors officially will open for NFL football beginning at 11. It'll close at midnight. They have the Sunday NFL ticket. Happy hour is all day. Darts, golden tea, anything you want, they got it here at Show Me's. All day. All day, my man. So buckle up. (laughs) That's all I can tell you is buckle up. We've got uh, Jeremy Rutherford from The Athletic, longtime beat writer, from the St. Louis Blues, you hear him on 101 ESPN all the time. That's Jay Delsing. I'm Dan McLaughlin.
4: JR, thanks for coming in. We appreciate it. Oh, it's my pleasure. Great to be on your show, guys. Thanks for having me. Oh, man, it's
2: great to have you on. Last time we talked a little bit, you were you wrote the, uh, Bernie Federico's uh, biography and uh, just... Just love, love your stuff, man.
4: I appreciate it, Jay. And uh, I'll never forget and get an email from Triumph Publishing in Chicago, and they said, would you like to write an autobiography? And they said, how about a Bernie Frederico and Al McKinnis somebody like that. So I shot uh, Bernie a phone call, and I think the way he interpreted it was that he was going to write the book. And okay. I, he said, you know, Not Jeremy. A Not a chance. He said, Jeremy, I don't think so, but I love you. But, no, I think I'll pass on on writing the autobiography. I said, Bernie, Listen. I'm gonna write the book. I just need to sit down with you and interview you a few times for the book. And, Jay, I, I, I'll never forget, you know, I've met you a handful of times, and Dan as you know, great guy here sitting next to us. But I'll never forget, I'd get out to Bernie's house. I just got the email from uh, the editor saying, this thing's due in two months. Like, you better pick it up. <laughs> and I'd get out to Bernie's house and he'd say, yeah, JR, on the book today? Yeah, no, we're going to lunch with Delsing. <laughs> and, 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 and uh, Turnbull yeah, oh and a yeah. few other guys. So we'd go out to lunch for two or three hours, come back, Bernie would say, okay, see you later, bud, and we'd take off, <laughs> made no progress on the book.
1: That sounds like Bernie to a T, doesn't Absolutely. it? Absolutely.
2: We used to do that all the time. Dale Turvey used to kind of sponsor those lunches, and Dale liked to get out of the office. You know, you and the rest of us were just kind of goofing off and we're like
1: yeah hell yeah we'll goof off for the rest of the day with you. (laughs) How much fun was it to write that book by the way?
4: It was phenomenal. I mean first of all Dan you know you and I have known each other for a long time I grew up watching those blues teams. I mean Bernie Federico was on my TV like he was a lot of people in the St. Louis area and you go to the games and now all of a sudden I'm trading phone calls with him about writing his autobiography. You're talking to his lovely wife Bernadette and his children about you know this is a book that's going to be around in his family and and his grandkids and great grandkids will be able to read about Grandpa. I think that was one of the biggest reasons he wound up saying yes to the book was to kind of have that memoir for the kids. Uh, But to go out to his house and just let that recorder go for about five hours and let him tell the stories that I was familiar with but I didn't know all the details you just couldn't top it. It was like a Blues Fantasy Camp is really what it was. I do have one uh, one little anecdotal story. Is one time we were out and probably went to lunch again with Jay here, and uh, I noticed that uh, Federico did not have a screen protector on his cell phone. And I said, Bernie, who doesn't have a screen protector? on their cell phone. He goes, "JR, I played 10, 11 years in National Hockey League, a center. I got the best hands you've ever seen. (laughs) And I'm like, okay, whatever. To each their own. A week later, I go out there to interview him again. Screen cracked.
2: (laughs) You're not going to find a better human being. I mean, obviously an unbelievable hockey player, NHL caliber hockey player, but what a great guy Bernie Federico is.
1: He's amazing. He's one of the nicest people and he also loves the game of golf. This is a golf show, so we'll mix in a little golf, but we always like to get people from other walks of life outside of golf to talk about the sports that they're into or what they do for a living. And in this case, Jeremy Rutherford from The Athletic who covers the St. Louis Blues and a remarkable, and I mean it, remarkable job of covering the Blues. Um, It is interesting. Golf does tie into hockey because hockey players love to play golf. They're they're off-season, typically, summertime, unless they make a long run in the playoffs. And for the Blues, they've had some hell of a golfers over the years because <laughs> they just haven't gone deep
4: in the playoffs. So there's been a lot of that where it ties in one to the other. It really does. And now that you mention that, I sit back and I try to think. And, you know, golf and hockey are just tied hand-in-hand, hand, especially with these uh, hockey players. I mean, you know, I go back to, and I guess this is probably something that no blues fan wants to remember, but when Eric Johnson was involved in the golf cart accident thinking and, that, yes. and, and uh, tore up his knee, and, you know, the Post-Dispatch editor uh, at the time calls me, I was covering the blues for the Post-Dispatch, and, hey, head out to the Ozarks and find out the story, what happened here with the uh, golf cart incident with Eric Johnson. And, you know, I don't know how far we want to get in the weeds here, but... I heard all about that. <laughs> I went out and found some things that... Uh, You know, we're probably true. But then uh, you talk to some of the players, and we got different stories. I will say this. I did call. I always wanted to have a good relationship with the captain at the time. You always want to have a good relationship. I called Eric Brewer. I said, "Brew, listen, I'm out at the golf course. He said, you're kidding me. They sent you out there? I said, yeah. So what am I going to find? He goes, you're going to find nothing. It was an accident. It was no big deal. It was an accident. I said, okay, and I hung up. 5 minutes later i guess after he talked to a couple teammates he calls me back okay you're going to find a busted up golf cart yeah. but we wrote a check for it yeah. and uh, you know it was an accident though so yeah. you know so who knows what happened there but yeah I mean, you can't walk in the Blues locker room without hearing a couple of players talk about, you know, the round they had the day before. Kevin Hayes, when the Blues made that trade, I text the guy three days in a row trying to get him for an interview, and every single time he He's was playing on the golf. course.
2: Well, you know, at the Essential Charity Classic, you had Robert Thomas when you emceed this year. Danny, when I did it last year, uh, Ryan O'Reilly. Was out Ruby both years. Chiefs,
1: Chiefs, Chris, Chris Pronger. Just,
2: just the best. Prongs, you know, it's, it's fantastic. The golfers, I mean, the hockey players, love to play golf, and their hand-eye is ridiculous.
4: I was going to say, who's the best you've ever seen? I always hear the <laughs> wild stories, everybody bragging, but you're Brad, there.
2: Brett you Hall for the most part is probably the best. He gets a little wonky around the green sometimes. Like, we were just talking about the last segment, when Danny plays JR, he puts every putt out. Holly, not so much. We'll just, leave, we'll just leave it at that. But Holly can hit it, and Holly loves the game. Like he's into the weeds on the tech. Hey, Danny, I, I got to tell you about this shaft, and you're like, Holly, I don't give a damn about this yeah. shaft. And they'll say, hit this. I'm like, I don't want to hit it.
1: Well, the other thing too, the guys all follow the tournaments too, yeah. Or they have like their own leagues with fantasy golf, so to speak. And that's something that when you're in a locker room, you're in a clubhouse. These guys are always doing things that are outside their own sport. Not that they're bored with their sport, but they're intrigued with the other sports. I'm sure you find that all the time.
4: Oh, yeah. You hear about the fantasy football all the time. That's another one. But, yeah, the golf's a big one, too. And I've never played the fantasy golf or in terms of uh, betting on which five guys could win the tournament. But I hear a lot about it. You know, on the bus, on the plane, in the locker room, they're talking about it all all the time. Um, But I do remember you bring up Brett Hall. Correct me if I'm wrong. I feel like the post dispatch sent me out to uh, a tournament where he was trying to qualify. Yeah, the Bluffs, he sure oh, did. I I think think it was out, no, yeah. out at
1: the Bluffs. I think that's was where it, it was. Yep. yep, It was like a, at that time, wasn't it a Nike Tour? It man? was
0: actually.
2: He wasn't qualifying. He was in the field. They put him in the yeah. field, and it was. He said to me, I, "I think he only made it through 27 holes, and he had." He's like, I can't do this. I can't walk down the fairways with the guys I'm trying to beat. And I think he swept through, like, three shirts the first day. It was was nothing like he had ever been used to. You know, and it takes forever. You know, especially when you're used to playing with your buddies. The three of us go out and play, and we're going to play in three hours, and three hours, 30 minutes. You go to a tournament, like you, you noted just at the Ascension this year, it just... It's a five hour round at, at minimum. And it just, there's a lot of time to kill. And if your brain, if you're not really plugged into how
4: to handle the mental side of it, it'll just it's eat you alive. It's, yeah. it, it's tough. Holly's poor caddy having the bag and also the cooler. Oh, yeah. <laughs> a, lot, a lot to keep track of. It's a lot Who, to keep track of.
1: Who's been the best guy you've covered? Who do you love covering? And, and it could be now or it could be you know all your years of doing this who's been the most fun or the best guy
4: yeah and i'll, I'll get to a name or two here but i want to set it up by saying this even though the blues had not won a stanley cup until 2019 to me it was one of the most tradition rich franchises in sports i guess let's focus on hockey here for a moment where there was just such a culture and characters you know beginning with bobby Plager and and the rest of them that when i started covering Uh, the St. Louis Blues. First of all, it was a fantasy for me to be from St. Louis. Dan, you know that drill. Oh, yeah. And and, and to be able to cover the St. Louis Blues, but kind of to be adopted in a little bit. And I realize with the media, you're separate. You're not one of them. I'm perfectly fine with that. But, you know, they just accepted you and would had time for you sit down if you wanted to do an interview hey let's do an interview let's I get all the time in the world for you and I guess over the years you know you come to respect guys like a Barrett Jackman who I know that you're uh, very friendly with Dan and and, and we mentioned Frederico, uh Bobby Plager got to know really really well um, but when I sit here and talk about guys that um, you know I love to cover uh, you know I think of probably different names than you would think of you know I, I think guys like um, Chris Mason, the goaltender, you know, I remember he lost 6 to nothing one time, and I had a freelance assignment that I had to talk to him about, and the only chance to get him before the assignment was due was after that 6 to nothing loss. Oh. And uh, so I walk in the locker room, he just got drilled, he's taken off his pants. Hey, can I talk to you about, you know, big picture? I'll, I bet he was great, though, wasn't he? He was great. He yeah. said, yeah, sure bud, whatever you need, whatever you got. Uh, Cam Jansen, who we all know here in St. Louis, I bring his name up for this reason, I'll never forget it, he was out with a concussion one time, and he said that he had to go through a baseline test to come back and I I didn't know I got to be honest here I didn't know what a baseline test was at first so I said explain it to me he said well they give you a test at the beginning of the year they make you a bunch spell a bunch of words so that if you do get concussed you got to come back and then spell those words among other things to be able to prove that you're back to normal and, and who you were. And he looks at me, he goes, I didn't know how to spell cat before I got <laughs> concussed."
1: <laughs> I love it. That's, yeah. that's so spoken good. like a true
4: hockey player, yeah. though. Those yeah.
1: guys are so personable. I think they're the most personable athletes in sports. 100%. 100%. And I'll
4: give you one other. I mean, who can forget this? Now? I mean, Keith Kachuk is just right up there oh at the it top. Won't. You know, I he misses a breakaway attempt, right? a uh, 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 wide-open breakaway attempt one night. We walk into the locker room. We walk up to Keith Kachuk. We look at him, and he's like, and we play, he puts his mouth up to my microphone, and he goes, the car rode good, the car rode good. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like right out of Talladega Nights, right? So, yeah. you know, just just the stuff that Your they come up with. Man. Yeah, yeah. They're all they characters. Are.
2: And they're so down to earth. I think of yeah. what you were saying in terms of professional athletes, for my experiences, the hockey players, hands down. They're 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 just grounded. They're 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 in the family. They're in the having a little fun here and there, and and uh,
1: yeah, they love to compete. You wrote also, and Jeremy Rutherford is our guest. You hear him all the time on one hundred and one ESPN, and also uh, writing for the Athletic, reading his work there. He's live with us here at Show Me's on this Sunday morning for Golf with Jay Delsing. You also wrote 100 Things Blues Fans Should Know and Do Before They Die." I love the book. I think it's amazing. You had to do a little rewording with it, and it some new chapters when they won the Stanley yeah, Cup. Yeah, when they won
4: the Cup. That was amazing, man. It must have been fun. I'm sure kind of like truly a labor of love to do that. Yeah, it was so much fun. I'll never forget my uh, dad called me a couple times. What chapter are you on? There's 100 chapters. What chapter are you on? 38. You better get cooking. Yeah, oh, my god! <laughs> but you know what I did there that was so much fun is uh, they wanted 100 different stories, obviously, hence the title of the book. And so I took out probably 10 or 12 people to lunch, including the Bobby Plagers, some of the, the, the Bernie Fridercos, uh even some of the writers from the Post-Dispatch, Dave King, Tom Wheelie, And hey, just help me with the stories. So I want to come up with 200 stories and then narrow it down to uh, 100. So many good ones. I'll give you a couple quick anecdotes here. Uh, I'll never forget Bobby Plager. He tells a story where he says, <laughs> he's <laughs> the best. His oh. rookie year in the NHL was his best year. He put five people in the hospital. He said, i tell you, Jeremy, it was my best year in the NHL. <laughs> five year, five people he put in the hospital. He said, I put one in there with a broken knee, and I put four in the maternity ward. <laughs> <laughs> Is that not typical, Bobby, though? So good. And, and then he told another where he says, I think the Blues are playing in Boston. And remember when the, uh, the benches were on the opposite side? He said that Noel Picard was so exhausted from a shift that he skated to the wrong side of the ice and sat down on the Boston bench. All of a sudden, the players are elbowing him and, hey, you goofball, get out of here. So he climbs the boards and he skates over, and he gets uh, he gets whistled for a too many men on the ice penalty now because there's six skaters out on the ice, and and then Plager had to serve that pe- or uh, had to kill off that penalty. So you were very close to Bobby, weren't you? Yeah, he was great, and again, that kind of goes back to uh, what I said a minute ago: is that they're just so fun-loving, friendly, warm people, where. A lot of people were close to Bobby. That's just how he made you feel. So I was no different than anybody else, but as a reporter to have Mr. Plager come up behind you during a game and just you'd hear the grumble behind you. Like uh Yeah. Yeah, and you know it, Dan. Oh, yeah. 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 Absolutely. So I'd be at my laptop watching the game and I did not know he was standing behind me and all of a sudden I'd hear something like 32 needs to pass it up the boards in that situation, <laughs> you know, he needs to
2: I, I heard a, a phenomenal Bobby Plager story, Jr. I don't know if you heard yeah. it or not, but he's partnering up with Noel Picard, who knew no English, and they come down, Danny, and they, they, there was a three-on-two, and they had a miscommunication, and, and the other team scored, and so Bobby said, listen, we got to get this thing figured out, you know, and Noel says, no problem. He goes, when they come down next time, if I yell out a color, I'll take the puck carry. If I yell out a fruit, You take the guy. So Bobby's like, whatever, just so we get some sort of plan. So they get another three on two, and Noel yells, orange. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Um, I I mean, uh, you know, those old school stuff, guys, it is absolutely the best. And unfortunately— You know, you don't get much of that anymore. Is that
1: changed more even from, because you've been doing this over 20 years. Is it changed more from when you started to what you have now? Unfortunately, yes. I got to be honest with you here. It's more business-like now, isn't it, it? It's
4: totally more business. And listen, anything I say here, it's not to slight the guys that are in there now because, you know, they've done amazing, incredible work over the years to get to where they're at. And part of it is not their fault you know, it's today's day and age. It's social media. It's the scrutiny. It's the cameras. It's the videos. It's all that stuff. But yes, I mean, you could walk into the Blues locker room during the Keith Kachuk, Dallas Drake, Doug Waite era, which Danny, you're familiar with. And, and, uh, you know, I'd walk in there and, uh, Kachak would say, what are you doing for Thanksgiving? You going to eat four t- turkeys, Rutherford? <laughs> you know, but now you walk in there. And now first you could s- ask him that now. <laughs> <laughs> totally, yeah, yeah. I know. Whenever always people get us confused, I'm like, I, I think I'd be pissed if I was him because <laughs> he's better looking than I am. But, but uh, I'll say this, that now you walk in the locker room. First of all, there's nobody in there. They're back in the training room. Yep. You have to request players to come out. And when they come out, it's robotic. It's, it's robotic. And, again, I can understand why. There's been times where they said something. It kind of gets changed up when a reporter puts it on Twitter, and then they have to eat it because it looks like they said it. And so there's no incentive for them to come out and show a personality. I think the money has
1: changed it, too. For sure. I mean, when you start looking at the money in sports, but I saw it more so, I think, with hockey because the money, the money got in there. The big, big money got in there a little later than the other sports. And that's when it all started to get more business-like and the money changed it, you know, and and it doesn't make it right or wrong. And I don't begrudge a player for making the most money. It's great, but it just made it more business-like.
4: It's a great point. One of my favorite analogies, which speaks to what you're talking about, is the famous Bob Ryan, the sports writer out of Boston. And he said, I remember when I used to be able to walk in the Celtics locker room and sit next to Larry Bird and talk to him for 15 minutes. He said, years later... I gotta have my people talk to Kevin Garnett's people to map out a time when we yes. might be able to sit down for five minutes.
1: By the way, tell every time I have you on, I just I love this story. <laughs> I know you where, you where this know, is going. You know Jay. where I'm going. I love so it. let's go. All right. So I'm doing television for the Blues. I have Jr. as my guest. He's going to be the. I think you're. We either taped it or whatever. It doesn't matter. It's a yep. pregame show guest or intermission guest. And uh, your family was very very excited to see you on
4: television yeah jay so uh <laughs> my in-laws told me that if you're ever going to be on tv please call us and i said okay no problem so danny comes up to me in nashville a couple hours before the game and he says hey can you do pregame like at 6:20? i said yeah no problem so it triggered call the in-laws i gotta call the in-laws so i dial up my father-in-law and he answers the phone what's going on i said hey uh, gonna be on tv tonight he says uh what time? I tell him about 620. His response, hand on the Bible, right smack in the middle of Wheel of Fortune? <laughs> it's his first response. So, and he was being serious. He was too. being dead serious. So I guess we had to pull him away from Wheel of Fortune. But, so I hung up with him, and I didn't know anything. I didn't know if they watched. I didn't know what they thought, anything. But a couple days goes by, and I go over to their house and on the kitchen table is a stack of still pictures <laughs> like you'd get developed at Walmart or Target or, or whatever. And I'm looking at these pictures and it's about 50 pictures <laughs> that somebody took of the TV with Danny and I on the screen. They didn't tape it. They took the picture. <laughs> if you flip through the pictures like you would like a deck of 52 cards, it, Danny and I were just moving. Just boop, 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 boop. Just moving back and forth. so bless him. him. I, I said to my mother, I go, what in God. God's green earth? And she goes, I couldn't find a VCR tape to tape over. So... <laughs> <laughs> and to take oh well, they got to be awfully that proud of what you've so done. Good. It's so
1: funny, but you got to be proud, and your family's got to be so proud of everything that you've done. I mean, you documented better than anybody the first ever Stanley Cup championship here Incredible. in St. Louis, and that'll be forever. And I mean, that's some, that's a feather the in your first cab, one, man. The first. And there, there can only be one first one, and you yep. did it. You
4: no, know, I appreciate it. There are a lot of people here in St. Louis that that uh, were able to be a part of the coverage of that team and just to be a part of it as I said, growing up being a Blues fan you know, these are the guys that I idolized I do remember, you guys the mini blinds, you know when you have mini blinds that cover a window? Oh yeah So, I had my entire room covered with Sports Illustrated pictures every athlete you could think of ceiling and everything and it bothered me because the mini blinds were white and uncovered, there's no nothing covering them up, so I took a Curtis Joseph poster, like you'd buy at Spencer Gifts or something, oh, yeah. and I cut it in strips, and I taped each strip <laughs> to the mini blind, and so when you turned it, all of a sudden, Curtis Joseph Curtis. appeared, yeah. and he's blocking a shot, and so one day, I'm over at Fitz Arena for something, and, and Cujo's over there signing books, and he can't find an Uber. I said, Curtis, I'm going down to the rink if you want to go, so you know how it is, Jay, You know, being around you, being around people like that, uh, professionally... I didn't know what. Do I say something or yeah. not? Of course, Dan. You know, sure. Jeremy. I decide I'm going to tell Curtis Joseph yeah. this story, and he looks at me kind of peculiarly, sitting in my passenger seat in my truck, and he goes, "So I like saved you from the sunlight." <laughs> 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 So he may have thought so you're a little good. bit of a stalker. Yeah. What right. Wait saying. a minute. That's
1: Wait where a minute. that was
2: going. Yeah. JR, how many books have you written? And Just tell, let's two, tell yeah. people about that. I mean, the, I've read the Bernie Bernie's book. It's, oh, fantastic. it's fantastic. fantastic. Just Especially off. for us who so, know him so
0: well. It was, right, he so did well. a did of the job with Did sound like yeah. him,
1: I hope? Oh, oh you did a whole of the job. Absolutely. So when you wrote those books, were you satisfied? What did you leave on the cutting room floor? Do you ever reflect on it? Like, I think people always do an enormous project like that, and they look back and go, oh, my God. I I should have put this in, or I forgot about this little antidote. Something triggered a memory that I knew I needed to put in a book, whatever. Did any of that kind of stuff happen with you? Yeah,
4: I think with the 100 Things Blues fans should know and do before they die, again, 100 chapters, so you got a lot to cover. Um, But after the book was published, I was kind of upset. I didn't include a chapter in there about Grant Fuhrer. Remember the year he played, what, 79 out of the 82 82. games? I think that would have been a worthwhile story to tell. Like, that's an incredible number, uh, you know, on the record. And then also, uh, Manome Riom, you know, she played against. Uh, the Blues yeah. in a uh, preseason game, and, yep. and I didn't I didn't think to include that in the book, so that's one that I kind of kicked myself. You know, with the Bernie book, uh, we put in there as as much as we could a quick funny story, <laughs> and I don't know if Bernadette's uh, listening uh, today. She never she, misses a show uh, on oh, Sundays. Oh, I might be in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you this. So picture, Jay, you've been there, Dan, too. You're sitting at uh, Bernie's kind of kitchen table, that long table, and the microphone's in the middle, <laughs> and Bernie's just literally talking for five hours. I might have to prod him every once in a while with a question. But for some reason, he got going on a uh, girl that he dated for (laughs) six months. uh Uh-oh, that's not good. And so let's, let's say her name's Sally. So for about two minutes, two minutes out of the five hours, Bernie is going, well, and then Sally, and then Sally this, and then Sally this. Well, Bernadette's walking around the house, like, cleaning things up or whatever, and she goes, okay, hold on. Jr. can we not include We're Sally in not. this <laughs> I love it. So That's Sally so didn't make the final cut. That's
2: so good. Hey,
1: this has been awesome, man. Oh, thank you. I could you talk here. to was... you forever.
2: Oh, my gosh. It is fa- it's fantastic. And people got to How can they get to books? I mean, obviously, Amazon and Amazon's the, probably the, the
4: best way. Uh, or you can go to the bookstores. I think there's a couple of the, the big chains here in the area but no I appreciate it you guys you know uh, Dan you mentioned I wrote the book uh, 100 Things Blues in 2014 and then something happened in 2019 Uh, they won the Stanley Cup so we had to rewrite about 5 chapters and take out 5 old ones Uh, but that was a fun process to do so if you do go get that book I want to be up front. Look for the copy with the yellow cover because that's the Stanley Cup edition. It'll have a stamp on there, and it'll be refreshed with the stuff that that's people awesome. want to read. That is so cool. That's so great. Yeah. JR, thanks for Thank doing this. Thank you, guys. This
1: is a pleasure. Thanks a lot. You Thank got man. it. That's, thanks for joining us. Uh, Jeremy Rutherford from The Athletic. We're coming to you from Show Me's on this Sunday morning. It's Golf with Jay Delsing, and we're presented by Darty Business Solutions.
2: We have 80 locations in the St. Louis area. Call 800-518-1626 or visit them on the web at SSMPhysicalTherapy.com. Your therapy, our passion.
1: Hi, this is Nick Ragone from the Ascension Charity Classic. And you're listening to Golf with Jay Delsing.
2: Early Business Solutions has been enhancing the business of our customers for the last 37 years. How do we do it? Through our expertise in technology, better use of data and analytics, artificial intelligence and machine learning. We roll up our sleeves and collaborate. We build applications and effectively communicate with our partner clients to bring their goals and objectives to the finish line. Our award-winning access point program is a community game changer. With nearly 100 students in the program, mostly young African-American females are making between 55 dollars and $60,000 per year right out of high school. That's right, 55 dollars to $60,000 a year right after high school graduation. That's when they begin their training. CEO Ron Darty believes The talent is equally distributed, but access to that opportunity is not. So here's Access Point, providing more and more opportunity for those in and around our community. It's Darty Business Solutions
1: family golf and learning center no matter your age or skill level family golf and learning center located in kirkwood has something for you they've got it all pga and lpga instruction double decker driving range par 3 golf course trackman simulators a large short game green design to help you with all your shots around the green bunkers rough and zoysia fairway pitching and now open the tahoma bermuda grass tees the best turf to hit from in st louis it's all at family golf and learning center to schedule a lesson or to find out more visit familygolfonline.com that's familygolfonline.com family golf and learning center we make st louis better at golf
2: are you driving an out of warranty car it's only a matter of time before your out of warranty vehicle is in the shop costing you thousands of dollars auto repair costs are up nearly 20 percent from last year which is four times the rate of inflation if an unexpected breakdown happened today would you be ready for that well now you can be with a plan through car shield even if your car is just over three years old it's still prone to expensive costs. Your car is more than just getting you from point A to point B. Traveling by car is a way of life. From picking up your kids to going to a new restaurant, cars are a daily essential. When you enroll in a car protection plan through CarShield, you can look forward to the following. The price will never go up no matter how many claims you file or no matter how high the mileage on your car increases. CarShield offers protection plans that start as low as $100 per month. That's $100 per month. They have repair coverage for up to 5,000 different parts of your vehicle. Plus, when your car breaks down and you're stuck on the side of the road, you get 24 7 coast to coast roadside assistance. You also get complimentary towing and rental car options. CarShield has my back. When my car breaks down, and they can have yours too. Call CarShield today at 800 465 6550 or visit Carshield.com. It's CarShield, proud sponsor of the Golf with Jay Delsing Show.
1: Well, that was a fun visit with jeremy rutherford we're at show Me's on this sunday morning it's golf with jay delsing along with jay delsing i'm dan mclaughlin we're presented by daugherty business solutions fun to visit with jr wasn't it? it
2: it is danny you know what i love about him is he has got there's something about sitting next to him where you feel like you're thrown back into that era that we both love so yes. much where you there were, it was okay to be a character, it was okay to you know to 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 say something that was a little you know. We're in a culture today that if you make one false move, everybody wants to cancel you exactly. and they want to they want to you know eliminate you. And back in the day, it was okay to be colorful or to you know, Bobby Plager, you know, how about the stories about foot five? guys best.
1: so good. Is there a guy that in media? Because I, I think a lot of players gravitate towards JR. because he's trusted. Yes. So he's going to get a lot of really good yeah. anecdotes and stories and things yeah. of that nature. And I'm sure there's been countless stories in which he has not been able to to publish. Yeah, of because course. Because of the background information and uh, uh, whatnot uh, of, he gets. Of course. But was there a guy in, in golf media that people gravitated towards or did you did. gravitate yeah. towards? Tim Rosenfurt. Yeah, Tim, and and we lost we Tim. Him, it, it, uh, we used to see him all the time on Golf Channel too, all the, time,
2: all the time. And and Tim was just a, a great human being. We lost him way, way too early. Um, but he was one of those guys, Danny, that when you talked to him, he listened. It was like he was he was genuinely interested. He didn't ask you some sort of flighty question that that he, he asked you something that he truly cared about and he listened to the answer and it was really cool.
1: Did guys majority of times with the media, did they talk to the media before they hit the range in the locker room? Yeah. Obviously now you see it where they're just put up at a podium and they you know the pool of reporters is asking him questions. How did it work back in the back day? Back in the
2: day they didn't there was no there was no pre there was no pre tournament press conferences and things like that. I mean if you had the great Jack Nicklaus playing, or, but but Tiger changed all that, Danny, because of the money, there were just more eyeballs on it, and and um, you know if 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 someone played well, the guys would come to my locker and just you know ask me questions, and and you'd go to the the, the media room and you'd sit in there for. You know, ten minutes, and they'd ask you stuff, and it's you know, and off you went. It was it's was no it, big deal.
1: No, but Tiger just changed everything. I mean, all of a sudden now people care. You're good. With, I mean, you were great and are great with the media. Wow. I, I'm telling you, you are. And good, bad, and different. I've seen you. You're great with the media. Was there any time that you just said, you know what, I want to take this guy and, and throw him through my locker right so, now?
2: So Danny, I was playing in the I was playing in the qualifying school tournament, and I was. Older, I was, what, 40? This was when I got through when it, was, so when it was in, I was 44. And Pavin was kidding for me, and, and we were struggling with some reads on the greens, believe it or not, I got a U.S. Open champ, and we didn't ring the greens well, but we, anyway. We were, it was absolutely freezing cold down in Orlando where we played, we got this weird cold snap. So Danny, I've got, I've got a, a, this long sleeve thermal on, I've got a turtleneck and I've got a, a, a top. But the problem with, when, with what you wear is that um, there's a point of diminishing return where you feel like a snowman if you get too you know, <laughs> if your arms get too thick. so you've got to be cold yeah and, and you've got to figure it out. And so I was out there and, um, and I had just had a really mediocre round five. And I was pissed.
1: And how many rounds are there for that? Six. Six right? Yeah. And so,
2: which is odd, too, because you never have more than four no. rounds, you know? So, And I was pissed. And a guy from the Golf Channel was like, it wasn't chirping me, but he was like, well, you can just, uh, you know, will you come on? And I'm like, sure. And then he's like, yeah, I need you to wait, like, 15 minutes. And I'm like, huh. You know what I mean? I was like, I, I, I'm on fire. So what did you do? I'm on fire, and I'm like, and Paven goes, just, just do it. You know, yeah. just do it. And so, Danny, I had, on a st- I had on my, I was getting paid by Cleveland Golf. So I had my Cleveland Golf hat on, and I had a stocking hat pulled over it. That's how cold we were. Sure. And the guy goes, oh, why don't you take your stocking hat off? And I said, why don't you just start talking? <laughs> you know, I was just in a – I was just – you know what happens, D? When you walk right off the golf course, you are so emotionally raw. Yeah. And you're trying to figure out, what the hell did I just do? You know, and try to get your hands around it. And and, and when I watch some of the guys – and just take the Cardinals, for example. When, when Tony La Russa, great Tony La Russa, would have to go in the room in, in front of those reporters – 20 minutes after a
1: ball game? Oh, it'd and be less go. than that. Usually it's like a 10-minute cooling-off period, and then Gee, that is, the doors open up. That is up.
2: so unfair because you're trying to emotionally, you know, not snap it. it you, and, and, and inevitably you get those questions like, I oh, mean, I cra- know. Coach perubi will say, did you watch the game? Yeah. How about the hand pass? just take the hand pass in the san jose series their hand pass should have been called it wasn't called A hand passes to a guy he scores a goal we lose in overtime and craig ruby just would would not acknowledge it and he goes did you watch the game the guy goes he did he goes did you think it was a hand pass he goes it sure as hell was a hand pass he goes okay great next question yeah we're not doing it and i mean but you're 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 at the the whim your emotions are on razor's edge man and and with golf, I was just really pissed at myself and what I did and what I didn't do. And I was just in no mood. A lot of pressure. And I wanted to get i wanted to get the rest of my work done and
1: get out. It always seems like JR is able to get the best out of guys. Yeah. I, I just found it, you know, yeah. when I was around him, the players trusted him, man. Yep. The yep. players trusted him. Yep. And if you have the trust of the players... I mean, that, that pen is almighty. Don't yep. That's a, it that's is. a big sword, man. Is the pen mightier than the sword, it's man? We know one. that
2: it is. The it, pen it is. It
1: is. Yeah. And if you, if you trust though, the guy that you're giving info to or the gal, then you're going to be okay. Yeah. And, and, it, and that's part of it.
2: But Danny, that trust is earned. It, man. it is earned. And Jr. has done, he's a, done a yeoman's task at this sort of stuff. And he has earned his stripes and he's come up from the ranks and, um, and again, that's you know, and and it's also that thing. D, you make one mistake, in these this world we're in today, they just want to drop you off the plant face of the earth. Sure. I mean, you you can't make a false step.
1: But you're always good with the media. I've seen they, they, it. I mean, you, you 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 may be upset, but you don't take the frustration out on the media. And there's a difference between the two. You can be mad, yeah. and be kind of short with your answers. Yeah. but then you can be the kind of guy that. Gets personal with the media or just doesn't even do it you've never done anything like that
2: nah i try not to do it i mean my dad taught me you know it's it's all part of being a professional you know and when you don't have a bunch of teammates i mean this is my brand this is my you know what i mean and you can't you can't you don't really it's not going to do you any good to snap even though it might feel good (laughs) it It might feel really good you know where sometimes that club needs to be thrown
1: yeah you know what i'm saying well, it's like your putter. You said your putter didn't make the cut the no. last couple of weeks. No,
2: it didn't, I took it out of the bag. I let it ride along the last couple of rounds yeah. just to see what it was
1: like. Just to be part of the team. Just a tiny tip out.
2: of the team. Yeah. And, then, and then and then I'm like, you know what I did today? I said, you got to ride in the car. You're not in right? you, you don't get the go. You didn't even you, put her in you, the no, bag. I mean, not today. But when, when the hell did I play? Whatever it was, I'm like, you're out of the bag. That was it. Yeah, so, you know. You gotta perform. You gotta perform. You gotta gotta make some putts. If you're not making any putts, you're off. You're you're just out. You want to be part of the starting lineup for Jay? You gotta perform. Danny, I used to go down the basement. I had at one point in time, I had over thirty sets of clubs in the basement. Okay, what'd you do
1: with all those?
2: I gave them. I gave them away to uh, the first first team. Yeah, Yeah. so deep. I'd say the the girls would be like, Dad's talking to nobody in the basement, and (laughs) I would walk around those clubs, and I'm like. Any of you guys want to get up and make some money? And you
1: really were doing hey, that.
2: Oh, yeah. Like, which one of you guys want? And the girls are like, Dad, you okay? I'm like, I'm doing fine. Leave me alone. I'm just talking to see what he wants to do. You know, and then they come up. I'm like, got a couple of wedges in my hand. <laughs> around in like, Dad's just lost his well, mind.
1: If you look at it probably in realistic terms. It was either talking to them or talking to your wife. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know well I better
2: I, better I, went, to the, I
1: went to the clubs
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> you're terrible you're terrible that's Jay Delsing I'm Dan McLaughlin when we come back we're going to talk about a very special day for Jay and many here in St. Louis this is Golf with Jay Delsing and we're presented by Darty Business Solutions
2: okay so you know Marcone is the largest distributor of GE parts in North America check you know about their support for Backstoppers, first responders, and our men and women in the military. Check that also. Well, here's their latest community venture. It's called Wreaths Across America. This year, Marcone will place 1,000 Christmas wreaths on the grave sites of our fallen military heroes in 10 different cemeteries around the country, from Dallas to Delaware, Western New York to Houston, New Jersey to right here at Jefferson Barracks. Each of these locations and more We'll have wreaths delivered and respectfully placed on a gravesite. Remember the fallen, honor those who serve, and teach the next generation the value of freedom. That's the mission of the Wreaths Across America program. So join the Golf with Jay Delsing show and Marcone and sponsor a wreath, volunteer, or partner with us to support our military. Saturday, December 16th is National Wreaths Across America Day. So get involved. That's Marcone and Wreaths Across America.
1: Get ready to watch the legends of golf up close when they compete at historic Norwood Hills Country Club right here in St. Louis. The Ascension Charity Classic will be back again with some of golf's biggest names. Steve Stricker, Padraig Harrington, John Daly, David Duvall, Bernard Longer, Ernie Els, and more will return September 3rd through the 8th at Norwood Hills all tournament proceeds go to area charities serving north st louis county youth and families sponsorship opportunities pro-am foursomes and more information available for you at ascensioncharityclassic.com winding down the show from show me's it's golf with jay delsing and we're presented by darty business solutions with Jay Delsing, I'm Dan McLaughlin. It's been a really nice visit with Matt Minder in hour number one, Jeremy Rutherford of The Athletic, here in hour number two. And now it's my chance to visit and put Jay on the spot with what will be a emotional day for Jay and a day that uh, he'll never forget. He's being inducted into the Missouri Sports Hall of Fame. After we leave show-me's, we're going to go get a little something to eat, then yep. head down to the chase, and you're headed to the Missouri Sports Hall of Fame. Congratulations. It should be a great day.
2: I can't believe it, Danny. Thank you so much. I um I'm overwhelmed. I, I, I'm I'm gonna try to get through this thing today without, you know, completely falling into a puddle of you know, tears, tears and all yeah. the other stuff. But it's you know, you, it's nothing I ever considered would ever happen and when this call when this got this call, I was like, Wow. You know, I just didn't know. I really, honestly, I didn't. We haven't really even talked about it that much. You and I hang out a lot. We talk about a lot of things. I just really, it's it's nothing you ever really, I mean, if someone said, would you ever want to be in the Missouri Sports Hall of Fame? I'd say, oh, my God, of course I would. But it's nothing you ever really think of. You just wonder, if will it ever happen? And you just keep going about your business, sure. you know. And um, to get the recognition and, 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 and to, it's I, I can't even, I don't even know what to say about it.
1: Well, it takes you back, I would imagine, as you're thinking about what you're going to say today and you're writing your speech yep. and variations of your speech. Yep. It probably takes you back to when it all started. No doubt. As a kid and playing golf and what this thing may be like. You
2: know, the, the thing, Danny, when I go back to thinking about it, it, it's, it, it it's that little boy. Yeah. It's that little boy with massive dreams, like I'm too dumb to not know I should be afraid and I shouldn't do, you know, you you know what it was like. Look sure. at the things that you, you've won four damn Emmys. I mean, how many I times... I didn't play on the
1: PGA Tour, brother, no, so nope. you were, I, I was talking for a living and you were putting for a living and if those putts <laughs> didn't fall, there was maybe food not on the table, <laughs> But But so, you, you, you
2: start thinking about that though and you're like, as this little kid, you wanted to get to the... Top of our profession, and I did, and you did, and that's not easy. And you think about what? How did that happen? Mm -hmm. You know? And it's it's really, Danny, one day at a time, and one 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 day thinking you could do it on top of another day thinking you could do it. And some of those days, I wanted to walk home and quit and go, "What the hell am I doing? I'm I suck? (laughs) You know? I'm not good at today, and I just don't know what to, to do with that." And then. Then you have those other days like we were talking about, you know, giving away those awards at the Missouri Amateur Golf Association and and how emotional people get. Because then you have those other days and you're like, wow, I won this tournament. I, I, I don't know how I did
1: that. Why did you gravitate as a kid towards golf? I don't think I've ever really asked you this.
2: I wanted to play professional baseball. I mean, that's all I ever wanted to do. I wanted to be a professional athlete. I wanted to play something. And with my dad being baseball, I mean, baseball was just, that's what it was. And unfortunately, I was one of those kids that you were probably the same way. I just wanted a lot of whatever it was going to be. And it wasn't enough. You know, I played baseball, and I was really good, and I could pit, I could hit, I could throw, the whole thing. But then there were six games in the summer and six practices. And then, you know, you had a playoff game and a playoff, two playoff games, and you win a playoff game, and, and that's it. And when I'm did, like, "Well, what else are we
1: going to do? Okay, so when did you know then that golf was probably going to be your sport?
2: Probably. Well, when I went to high school, I, I'll never forget the tryouts at St. Louis U High. We have an 18 hole tryout at the big course over at Forest Park. Forest Park, yeah. And I'm, you know, I don't know one kid at the, on this team. I don't know, you know, and I, I, don't know what to expect. But it's high school, and I'm, I mean, I'm on it. I am trying, and I am, and I shoot 76. It's a I, freshman. Uh-huh, and I'm thinking, <sighs> I'm probably blew it. Did you, know, you I did really? Not it's play a freshman. That. I didn't play that well, but it was a big golf course. Yeah. You know, and I didn't play that well, and I'm thinking, man, I just, you know, hopefully this will work out. And I was low on our team by, like, 10.
1: Oh, at least. Our team was bad. No, it just— But, D, we didn't get— 76 as a freshman, my man, is is pretty darn good. It was
2: pretty good. But I was thinking, man, I needed to be in the 60s. You know, and I was thinking under par, and I shot over par, and I was— And then I realized our team wasn't— You know, so I was the number one man on the team for four years. I mean, it just—nobody, you know, it just didn't, you know, didn't— Nobody really threatened.
1: So I'm kind of going through in this final segment as we head towards the Missouri Sports Hall of Fame this afternoon. And by the way, we're coming to you from Show Me's. We took the Car Shield Studios on the road with us. Yeah, hey, You're allowed hey, to do that. Yeah, yeah, you are. We got good protection. So, yes, we do. Car <laughs> Shield Studios. So you gravitate towards golf, and it takes you to being a caddy at Norwood Hills to St. Louis U High to UCLA. Yeah. That's amazing. Crazy. It is crazy. crazy. How, I, but Here's the great thing, though. How did they find you? I think people need to know, in this day and age, it, they can find you with these nationwide tournaments, the internet, all those things. Yeah. Back in the day, that's not how it worked.
2: No cell phones, no internet. You no, had to work it. It was all through the U.S. mail and through f- phones. And, and, I mean, the phone on the wall at yes. your house that was... You know, green or something yes. like you know, and so so Danny, I had the I played well in the U.S. Junior, which was up in Delaware, and I nearly won that tournament, and that is like the U.S. Open for junior golfers, you know. So I had a good I lost to the eventual winner, is either in the semifinals or in the quarterfinals. I lost in 21 holes to a guy named Don Herder, who is now the director of golf at Castle Pines out in Denver, and that put me that just rocketed me right up the and then I played well in the in the uh, PGA Junior Championship and and then there's one other event that was a national event it was called the Insurance Youth Classic it was sponsored by an insurance company and I played in those my 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 I guess it would be my sophomore year and my junior year of high school when that was super important sure. I was playing in those and then when I was 16 I nearly won the US Junior up in Delaware, and that just put me as a blue chipper. So, but I didn't. I remember going to a bookstore in the mall and buying this book, and it had every single university in the country and had their uh the athletic department email address and uh, I mean, uh, uh, address address, yeah, literal address. And I've I bought all I was on the cover of two of these a gateway golfer magazine. And I put two of these copies of these magazines in this thing with my, uh, my resume and a note to the coach. And I did, I sent probably 200 of these out.
1: That's great. Yeah.
2: It was insane. I remember spending, saving all this money for the postage and it was, you know, it cost all of about 12 cents to send this stuff sure. out. And Danny, I literally had, this is going to sound like I'm bragging. I literally had scholarships, pouring oh
1: i can imagine i
2: mean i had i remember one like university of nevada reno and my mom goes why would you send one there i'm like why not i (laughs) said because i'm thinking that might be the only people that respond sure and i'm gonna go to reno
1: why you uh why ucla so i had a i had a a picture
2: in, in my basement i had the poster and it was john wooden and bill walton and 88 straight wins in, in my, you never my, told me this. I, I I don't know if I've told anybody this. And I look at that. So I'm I'm being recruited by. I go to ASU and U of A down in Phoenix, Mesa, and then Tucson where U of A is. Then on, on the way back, I went to USC, and I was and then and then UCLA said, hey, why don't you just pop in here? So we heard you're in town. Why don't you just pop in here and check us out? We'd like you to come to UCLA. Well, I'm like UCLA. Oh my gosh, it's so cool! So now, and I didn't, uh, I didn't know anything, but USC is in the middle of Watts. Now USC is a great school. I hate them though. Yeah, but they're so a great. So you school. can't yeah. say that, right? I can't really say that because I don't really mean that. But no, you can say you t- hate them because yeah. you, you went to UCLA. That's yeah, fine. Right, right. So little did I know. I hate that school. That's but, fine. But I, but I so I go back by UCLA and they take me through the athletic department and there's you know. Will Chamberlain's hanging out and Jimmy Connors and and, and, and all of these, you know, Pauley Pavilion. And, D, yeah. my, my senior year of high school, John Wooden is still the coach of the UCLA it's basketball amazing. team. And it's amazing. And so um, the, the UCLA, the, the the real reason that UCLA got the final nod over, like, Wake Forest and Houston and all those other schools is a degree from UCLA is top-notch. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're a top-15 Scholastic school, and and I'm not going to say I was all that diligent with my <laughs> schoolwork, but I did get a degree. Yeah, four
1: years, got my degree in business economics. Shocking that you did business economics. Yeah, you're one of the great hustlers I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> I, you, you know, hustle. you gotta
2: hustle, man. You gotta, you gotta, you know. I'm, yeah. I just That's keep, how it trying, works. keep trying. You try Listen. From one hustler to the next, man. You and I take our <laughs> t- we take our show on the road, man. And we uh, if we got to take we, our show on the road. We, do we, do we hustle. Call the, us.
1: We? We'll be at your house. We'll do it in
2: your backyard. It might <laughs> be it might be snowing. We'll put a I'll I'll
1: hold an umbrella up. We're fine. JDelseyGolf.com If you'd like us to come to your backyard. Oh so, my gosh, it's so funny. I, well, no, from yeah. so from UCLA now it's to the PGA Tour. Yeah,
2: Danny, I'll never forget. So I'm I'm going through the I'm uh, a nice college career and now i'm turning pro and i'm going through the qualifying school the very first right right out of right out of college and i'm going i have to go through the, the stages you know so i get through the first one no problem get through the second one i'm on the last day in d i'm playing a black never forget this as long as i live i'm on like the fourth hole at bear creek down in uh, temecula it's a Jack Nicholas course, and I go there, and I'm playing a black Titleist 3, and I hit my drive just in the left rough. Got hit over this ravine and over this creek and onto this green. I hit it onto the green. I go up there. I'm playing a black Titleist 3. Not my ball. Oh. I find a black Titleist 3, and I hit it, but it's not my Titleist 3. Oh. That's you gut-wrenching, talk- bro. Dude, I had to walk back up that hill, find my ball. I made seven, missed by one. Now I don't have anything for a year. Yeah I gotta wait for an entire year. It oh. actually was it was but it, 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 it taught me it's a lot. Painful, so then man. I started playing some state opens. I started playing so so I graduated in 83. I played some mini, mini tour stuff for almost a full year and then I got my card the following year and D when I was going through that qualifying school that next year, there was something inside of me that just said yeah I got this and I don't know why but I was like I am not mini tour player I am going to the and somehow the grace of God and some lift in putts and some other stuff Danny I walked off of that I, I remember playing with Brad Fable and Steve Pate the last round and we, we we couldn't get the ball in the hole. It, it was just a, it was a train wreck. But I finished 24th out of, I finished 17th at the ties. My number was 24, which happens to be my dad's number. Yeah. I've got a tattoo of the 24, And I didn't even realize that until probably 10 years after. But we walk off the 18th green and the three of us all make it. We all know we got our PGA Tour cards. Brad Fable walks over to the... To the water. The 18th green is surrounded by water. He takes everything out of his pockets. All the tees, all his ball markers, coins, all, glove, ball, throws it into the water. And I'm like, dude, he's like, I don't want anything to do with this. I don't ever want anything that on me that, was, that I took with me from this round. Sure. It is so, you know, and Steve Pate's like taking a deep breath. I'm like, you good? He's like, I think I'm good. Man, <laughs> I think I'm good. And we, it was just like the, this relief. You know, the first tournament I've ever played, six rounds of a tournament. And, and you're like, whatever, man. Sure. It's over, and we got through, and then off we go.
1: 700-plus PGA Tour starts for you. That's incredible, That's man. That's
2: insane, man. I don't know. You got know.
1: up to 51st in the world. Yeah. Became one of the best players in the world. When yeah. you're When you're 51st in the world, you're one of the best in the world. You're probably the best – not probably. You're the best golfer to come out of St. Louis – I mean, you can make that case. Yeah.
2: Yeah, man. I mean, it's, it's, again, nothing I've ever thought about, but it, you know. And it's
1: taking you now to what you're going to, one of the culminations of a career is to go to the Missouri Sports Hall of Fame and be recognized. And as you said, something you never thought of.
2: No, but I mean, I I sit there, my girls are going to be in town, my brother's going to be in town, you're going to be at the table. I can start crying right now, man. It's one of those things where you just think about it and you go, I I, I mean, the, the idea in my heart is, like, I don't deserve this. You know what I mean? It's like, why, how did this happen? You know, how did they de- choose me? All that yeah. other stuff. And it just, it feels really damn good. It should. It and really does.
1: well-deserved. And, and you've made a party out of it, I can tell you that. So, oh, yeah. Friday night. Yeah carried over into saturday yeah and then bit, uh, here we just, are at show me's on a sunday to kick off your hall of yeah, fame yeah, day yeah and a little party tonight too. yeah
2: we're gonna have folks come by and have a little you know you got up.
1: you got a little raspy voice anyway I, I and agree. so you're a little tired right now Yeah, and yeah, next week yeah. the show is in question yeah i can it is, already yeah, tell it is, yeah, it is. it's gonna be long is it a week. bye week for us we don't get bye weeks brother <laughs> we don't get those i know
2: it was just like when i was playing and i was lousy i'm like can i just please get a time <laughs> i just would love to have like 30 seconds you don't to- get those no you gotta just fire
1: it up man and, you know when you miss a cut or whatever you gotta hop in the vehicle go to the next stop and that's how it. that's life on the tour which i'm sure you're going to mention it today in talking about yep. your girls but they were there good wins bad losses missed cuts yep. tough days and they're well. I'll tell you this: when I was at the Ascension, walking with them, I I purposely—I don't think I've told you this—I purposely stood away from them for a little bit because I wanted to observe. So some of the holes, you you played extraordinarily well. Now, there were some others. Well, and there wasn't much of a reaction. There was kind of oh, cool, Dad. Yeah. And then there was some that were tougher. Yeah. You know, you didn't you didn't putt as well, or whatever the case was. And the same reaction. Yeah. And it, what it taught me was like, man, these guys have been through it all with him. Oh yeah. The ups, the downs, the, the good times, the bad times where they don't get too high, yeah. they don't get too low. And I was sitting there like it was me putting, like if you made a putt or <laughs> missed a putt, I was like, yeah, oh, uh, you know. I, yeah. And they were just very calm and collected. But what it taught me was that they'd been there and no. have have been no. there all the way for you.
2: Yeah, they've suffered. They've suffered. And well, they've, not they've suffered, su- but I mean No, but I mean they've suffered when I, w- when I was down. They, they, were, they knew I was hurting. You. And the, the cool thing about the kids is they didn't care, Danny, if I shot 65 exactly. or 85. They like, Dad, can we go to the pool? Can I have a popsicle? Can we just go hang out together? And I got to tell you, my daughter um, said to me earlier this week, we went out and um, they're in, obviously in town for this, and they said, Dad, you know what was so cool about walking around with Mr. McLaughlin? And I'm like... Well, just the fact that you, you know, were raised on his baseball call. And they said, yeah. There was one time that he said something to me, <laughs> and my daughter Brennan said, Dad, I had to snap my head over and go, oh, yeah. yeah he's wow. standing right next to me. It's like he's like <laughs> the, I was raised on his voice. He's well, like the, the voice of a the car. Been there, Yep. Been there, and, done it. And we'll do it again for sure. But that was interesting because they were like, Dad, I, I – my head snapped back, and I'm like, that, that voice is like, it's like the radio, the TV, it's on.
1: Well, they, they just seemed to kind of roll with the punches, man, yeah. and it just made me realize they have been there all the way through and through.
2: Yeah, you know, just the, with the career I had, it wasn't, I mean, there were highs and there career, were lows, but, they, you know, so they experienced it, and they were they were there, and they, um, they're, 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 this means, it'd be so awesome if my mom and dad were still alive, Danny, but they're not. So yep. we got to move, on. but this is for them. I mean, yep. it's it's um yeah. I I mean I I think of you know all of that, and I just just want to you know it's crazy being a dad. You're the dad. Yep. You're a dad. It just it makes you it makes you crazy sometimes. You do you'd stand in front of a train for these kids for sure. And and then you know that's just gonna be neat to be able to uh, celebrate with them and you and all the people that I love.
1: It's well deserved thank you well deserved thank this you. has been fun from Show
2: Me's. yeah these guys are great man what a big crowd this uh, Sunday all day happy hour Sunday fun day I yep. mean yep and you got the NFL I mean
1: got the NFL doors will open at 11 so we're about an hour away yep and uh, as Jay mentioned all day happy hour until midnight here at Show Me's in St. Charles good luck to everybody <laughs> by the way good luck to you and your speech today I need it I need it you going to get it. through it
2: I'm gonna get through it one way or the other you're I got, emotional I, though. I got, I'm an, an emotional. I cry at a Hallmark commercial. I know you do. I do. I, I'm terrible at that.
1: Then what you so. need to do is look up at me, and I'll make you laugh yep. or something. Then you'll yep. get through it.
2: Yeah, yep. Take a deep breath. Got to keep breathing. Absolutely. You know, when you start to well up, you you know your bottom my bottom <laughs> lip starts quiver. I'm like, oh damn, here it comes the train. <laughs> Just got to think know? of something else and make you laugh. I know. Think of know. my golf swing Here's or something. Yeah. <laughs> 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 that's fantastic. Well, this has been a blast,
1: man. Jaybird, how do we end the show? Bit of trade, St. Hey, Louis.